fisted toward right. Look at that ball carry. Somebody, somebody that I met through a friend is trying to set me up with some other dude to have coffee. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you right there. It's not a sexual thing. I know we're ten seconds into the podcast. It's not a sexual thing. Well, calm down. Oh, man, it's my thing. It's all I have. Okay, and and this guy's name, Warren. You're you're welcome to jump in and take guesses at this. The guy's name is Maury. Of 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 the ways that you would spell Maury. Which is number one? What's the first way if someone's like, hey, my name's Maury, and an image flashes in your head, ah, oh, this guy's name is M something something something? A U R Y? Wrong. That would be my first impression as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Dolan, yours or your second? I I, my different. second choice was M A M A U R I E. M A U R E is also incorrect. I'd, I would maybe go to E-Y would be the next one. M-A-U-R-E-Y. Also incorrect. Is there a hyphen involved? Well, is it M-O-R-E? Maury, Maury there's, there's no no punctuation involved at all in Maury. Perhaps somewhere in his in his surname. But in his Maury, in Maury there's from no the, punctuation. From the Dick Van Dyke Show was M-O-R-E-Y. That's getting closer. Okay. Is it? I feel like M O R I. A little further. M O R E Y seems like a last name. You guys are a little bit. You're more in the neighborhood with an M O. M O R E. Accent. More Oh, M O I R E. No, that's Moira or Mora. Dolan, if you if his if if his name was M O R I accent. He would have to be in a band, Mori, Mori, Mori. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love their. Uh, All right. Well, band. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let you guys hang anymore. It's M O R R I E. Mori. That would have been the last. My last. Yeah, that wouldn't. That wouldn't have been my. That was obviously not my first guess. No, that's no one's first guess. That even his name, he spells it wrong the first two times. He tries to spell it and then comes up with M O R R I E. So weird. And okay, so anyhow, when, the, when he was trying to make this introduction to this guy, it, his name is Maury. Well, I, I probably shouldn't say his full name. But, yeah, I, it's, I would recommend against it. But his his last name, his last name is very similar to a Cub um, front office person. Is it Hendry? Is it Maury Hendry? Is yeah, that whatever. his name? <laughs> It's Maury Hendro. <laughs> um, and I was, so is he related to Theo? Is it his brother? Is it his twin brother? It's oh, that's not, not Maury. It's not Theo. And it's not. Nah, there you go. We're off to a good start. Uh, yeah. How are you guys doing? It's been a while. It's been, it's been too long. It's been far too long. It has been too long. Since the last time the Cubs have acquired a... A new third baseman to replace the last first round third baseman that they had. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I, to me, it's a wasted draft pick. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you've got third base locked down for a decade, and you spend your you use the number two pick in the draft on a third baseman. <laughs> I, I assume you're talking. It's it's an affront. It's an affront to me and Louie both. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, uh, Ian Stewart or Vitters. No, the Cubs. Um, for people who have been in a cave and Mike, um, <laughs> Cubs drafted power hitting third baseman Chris Bryant from the University of San Diego with the second pick, which sent Gordon Whitmire into a tizzy even more than normal because they didn't pick a pitcher and they need pitching. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake, there's going to be 60 picks in the draft. You got plenty of time to pick a guy who's going to blow out his arm. But Wait a minute. Two. Has he watched this year? If the Cubs. Like, if you were just judging the Cubs, if they need one piece right now, pitching would be one of your lowest, other than the relief pitching, which you, you should be able to get off a scrap heap. Pitching would You're be... You're not picking a reliever with the second pick. Yeah. Your, pitching would be your absolute lowest priority of, of anything. If you were just watching this year and thinking, oh, the Cubs are three pieces away from competing. Yeah, I, I, I think pitching it's Pitching would just, not be in the top three. Yeah, I just think it's... I think it's common knowledge that their minor leagues is completely bereft of pitching. I think they have that one guy, I can't even think of what his name is, that was surprisingly good last month. They were like, oh, maybe he's not awful. Well, you could make a pretty solid case that you shouldn't pick a pitcher in the top 10 no. picks because you very rarely, hopefully, you very rarely get up there and you get your pick of a position player who's a far better guarantee you're actually going to get a career out of him unless you pick <laughs> Brian Josh Harvey Vitters. or Brian, you know, or Josh Vitters or Brian. Um, and so it didn't, I don't know, it just didn't make any sense that Gordon got that upset. Of course, in true typical fashion, Cap is now mad at me because I made, he thinks I made fun of the draft pick when really I was making fun of Cap. <laughs> he sent out a tweet that he talked to the he called the coach he called the coach at San Diego and the guy said he's the best player ever and he's going to be a superstar and I said ooh wow that's amazing that the coach said something nice about him what did his mom say did you talk to his dog and then Cap got all upset because he, he said how come you can't allow yourself to ever uh, like a Cub draft pick it's like well I wait a minute I didn't like them I was when making it, fun of you not them and when have you ever commented on a Cub draft pick Oh, I do it all the time on my other handle, which is all Cub draft picks sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that, so Cap subscribes to that too, so he gets a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But this Bryant, I suggested it. to Wittenmeyer that they take Jeff Pico Jr. <laughs> I don't know if there is a Jeff Pico Jr., but if there that was, that was actually going to be my question because there are a, an awful lot of juniors in this draft. There's, there's oh yeah, and the uh, Cubs like to take them too. So yeah, there's like a there's a, a Biggio, there's a Clemens. I think there's a what's his face, the mongoloid looking sure. guy from the Yankees. Uh, his is there an, you already said Clemens. Yeah. Is there another? There's another Clemens. <laughs> yes, because Cody has turned out so great. No, I want. I want to see the next. Wait, one I'm sorry. Are the Cubs not just interested in Kobe. juniors of great hockey players? Because I thought they were only interested yes. in drafting former sons and sons and possibly daughters of great hockey players. Yep. Is there a Messier or a Robitaille that they could draft? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God someone else came up with some hockey player names because I was like, um, <laughs> Yager. Is that a real? I'm name? watching hockey. Chelios. Right? Uh, yeah, What's the score, Dolan? 
It's two to one Kings. Uh, fuck the Kings. I have a friend who's like a huge Kings fan, so I really want to see them lose. I'm, I mean, I don't follow hockey like at all, but I really don't want to. Ha- I really don't want him to be happy. So you know, I try so hard to care about hockey. I can't. I can't bring myself to care about hockey. But I have a lot of of acquaintances that are such big, rabid hockey fans that I want the Hawks to be good for mm-hmm. their sake. But like I just can't muster the energy to give a shit. See, I want I want to give a shit during the regular season, oh, and I just can't. I've never no. been able to. But when the playoffs yeah. come, then I you know I'm all in. And uh, because I've been watching so much of it, my wife has been watching too. And her question the other night was, um, can because she saw one of the Kings reached up and the puck got Talk stuck in his glove and he got he got delay a game and he got a penalty. And she's like, do the fingers in the gloves work? And uh, I wasn't sure how flexible they were, except in the Red Wings series. One of the Red Wings went by the Blackhawks bench and flipped off everybody on the bench. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess that finger there is pretty flexible. <laughs> yeah. I got to actually have a buddy who's a pretty big uh, hockey fan. He's a big Sharks fan, and then he also actually plays roller hockey. So Wait a minute, roller hockey? Hang on a second. Yeah. Can we clarify those as two different sports? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, I've never seen one of his games. I don't, I don't know, but apparently he puts people in the boards all the time. So, so anyway, where were we talking about the, his, yeah. about the about the baseball draft that we're talking? Oh, about? that's right. Yeah, now the uh, this Bryant kid, which I did not get to say, he hit uh, he hit was it sixty two homers? No, it was thirty two homers, thirty one homers 31. in sixty two games. Yes, so. and see, they changed the bats this year. Because apparently they found out the aluminum bats were dangerous because players kept putting them in the microwave and they sparks. And so they changed to whatever it's, they use a composite bat, whatever that is. And so some nerd out there did the math. He somehow calculated that if, if Brian had been able to use a, the bat from last year, he would have hit 58 home runs. How the f? That number, that that number is coming that. with, there's ass just. All over that number. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Is he saying fifty-eight homers in sixty-two games? No, it, it's it's yes. not that hard to. Yeah, I mean, I'll, he probably just got the because uh, they have the standards or whatever what the what the rebound speed is allowed to be. And yeah, so, we all have standards. Yeah, how, now. And that they, they, they. I mean, my <laughs> guess is all he. That fly no. ball would have gone another 18 no, feet. No, 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 no. no my chart guess every is single doing, at bat? Yeah, no, my guess is he's doing way, way more, and I, I didn't know anything about this. I had not heard this, but my guess is he's doing a lot more of a quick and dirty thing where it's like, oh, well, they reduced the, the exit. Yeah, the exit speed by 20%. Here's, you know, 20% more home runs. Yay, I did math. You my know. guess is that no person has ever seen his penis that didn't subsequently file a police report. <laughs> Uh, Dale Svame, the road scholar manager of the Cubs. Come on, yesterday. Come on. Hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Pronounce it right. It's VL. They, yeah. Um, the other day they had him breaking down the four draft picks because, you know, I'm sure he's seen so much of them. And he goes, well, and he goes, well, and there's that guy, uh, the guy from San Diego, uh, he hit more home runs this year than 200 college teams. I have no idea if that's right, but we know Dale in math is not real good. He's the one who said that Louie was on pace to hit 30 home runs, when it was true, if the season were 200 games long, Louie would have been on a pace to hit 30 home runs. And, of course, he said that Travis Wood was pretty much the best pitcher in baseball. 
Yeah. Pretty pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. There's I would say he's top hundred. Left handed starters on the Cubs. He is the best <laughs> pitcher in baseball. I think it's funny that the stat guys keep waiting and it's probably gonna happen because he's Travis Wood. Mm-hmm. Um they're like, Well look his uh uh his batting average of balls in play is way too – his fly ball rate is too high. It's like, I, you know. Yeah. So the wind hasn't been blowing in during every one of his starts. We know that because he hit a grand slam. In one. <laughs> yeah. It's actually kind of awesome. <laughs> I'm going to go on record here as saying Travis Wood is the greatest pitcher of all time. <laughs> I, I can't – I don't know how you could mount an argument against it right now. Well, try it. The best part of the draft, though – um, is Harold Reynolds is on the main set, and he has no business being there. He doesn't know anything about major league, much less talking about the high school and the college kids. And he says the dumbest shit. And they have their little they have their little draft expert, Jonathan Mayo, this little bald guy sitting at the end of the table. And as the draft went on, he could not hide his disgust <laughs> at the stupid things Harold was saying. And it was great. Harold would say, "This guy, look at it. He looks athletic." Ah, but I'll bet he could play in the big leagues right now. And there's Mayo over there, like, banging his head into the desk. They had to change. They had to move the camera to get it off of him. <laughs> it's just like ESPN putting Michael Irvin, or no, uh, NFL Network uh. putting Michael Irvin on the desk for the draft. It's like, why? The guy's just going to make an ass out of himself. You just, just, you know, Maybe get him off why. the set. Give him enough rope and he'll hang himself. Hmm. Oh, but MLB Network loves Harold. They, they're not trying to make him look bad. No. Although, like, well, maybe Irvin. they are. They put more so. Well, yeah, you give him, uh, give him a pair of scissors, he'll stab a teammate in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe maybe MLB Network doesn't like Harold because maybe MLB Network doesn't like Harold because they put him on that Brian Kenny show where he gets his ass handed to him every day that's true. talking about stupid shit that he can't defend. Well, yeah, what's that called? He's it's like worst. science versus like I saw it and I played. Like I mean, that's that's basically what it is, though. It's like it's like it's Joe Morgan versus like Carl Sagan. I think they call it Wright Joe versus Harold. Carl Sagan. That's the world's worst <laughs> boxing matchup, right there. <laughs> Joe Morgan versus a dead guy. Uh, okay, that killed the conversation. I still Sorry take Carl that. Sagan. No, no, no. I still take Sagan. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. There was that one uh, animated uh, GIF that was going around of uh, Joe Morgan sliding. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I'm sorry. GIF. Yeah, one. you can go to hell. It's is what you can do. GIF. You can go to hell. That is a terrible. That was a terrible you know moment in it internet was. history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know why I pronounce it GIF? Because mm-hmm. there's a everyone fucking does. G in it. Yeah. yeah. Everyone does. Uh, How do you pronounce right, Dolan? We're good. Okay. All right. Fine. Fair point. Rigid. As as a guy whose moniker is Bad Kermit, I can go get behind Riggit. Yeah. I see. I see. On a metapia, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bringing it to the podcast. <laughs> I'm just impressed that you know how to pronounce that word. <laughs> or maybe we both pronounce it incorrectly the same way. I'm sure we do. Can I, t- um, I tell the home viewers about what my doctor told me today? Yeah. My Lanta. Yes. I'm only allowed. I'm, I'm. I'm only allowed to drink one beer a day. So, here's today's beer. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think that's fine. 
Yeah, it should be good. <laughs> Dylan, I know you haven't learned about perspective, but we can all sort of do that. Oh my god, this is my one beer of the day. Look at the size of my <laughs> beer. Oh, oh god. Oh. You, know, you have what are you drinking, Warren? Uh, you have enormous hands, then. Oh, yeah. Oh, session, there we go. session, yeah. It's pretty good. It's not yeah. bad. I just, um, I just like the little dinky weird bottles. You yeah. Know? <laughs> it's like a, a red, red stripe. Okay, red, we have. Same, yeah, exactly. We have so many things to get to, and we've gotten to how many zero of them what? so far? No, 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 that's no, no, no. we got to wrap. Okay. That's enough baseball. All right. Oh yeah. Honestly, seriously, I don't think they, have they won a game since we last. Uh, oh my God, they won they a won bunch. yesterday. The White Sox have not won. They swept oh, the White that's Sox. what I'm thinking. Oh, of. that's right. We have one. We do have to talk about we. We have the BP Cup. Mm -hmm. But it's my no longer thing. sponsored by BP, so now it's just yeah, it's the, just cup. the cup. Albert the Pujols won the cup. Yeah. Albert Pujols is still a Cub killer, as mm -hmm. as his Angels reawakening yeah. well, showed. Yeah. That was, um, that was a nice 85 mile an hour fastball that Villanueva threw him. Jesus Christ! We uh, found you out know, I, I don't really like Villanueva anymore. I mean, he lost the mustache, does. and now he's just. He's Did just you really guy. like him when he was a starter? <laughs> oh, how about let's? Talk, I like the mustache. I don't. Uh. Let's talk very briefly about um, Lopez. Lopez, the, uh, that ended his career. Rodrigo, Rodrigo Lopez. Lopez. Yeah. Former Cub. That was a. Did you guys watch that? That was a sad, sad moment. Like I have was, not seen a grown man. Wasn't that Mexigreggy? Wait a minute. Who was Mexigreggy? Yeah. What happened to yeah. Mex? Yeah, that was him. What, what happened to yeah. Mexigreggy? Uh, he blew his elbow up. See, mind. I oh. felt like he was like a. I felt like he was a slightly fatter Juan Cruz. Is what he looked like to me. Like slightly fatter. Hmm. And like fatter meaning he weighs 120 pounds instead of 115. Um. <laughs> But that was a Who sad. Was that was I, you got your heart goes out to that guy because that was a sad, sad scene to know. I mean, he probably heard something. He had to have, of course, felt something. The end of his career, basically. That was a, that was a sad moment. Yeah. No, How is this not also, the top story on every news organization in the world? I don't even. See, I want to see video. Well, I'll tell it's you so why, Dolan. Because Rodrigo Lopez is one of the guys that, in ten to fifteen years, is going to be a great. Like Cub trivia question, like, do you guys remember that Rodrigo Lopez was on was a Cub and one? Like, I, there are so many guys in the last like three years that have shuffled through this roster so quickly that you would never like. Are you really going to remember Cody Ransom was ever a Cub? No, I, I don't remember that he is right now. Right? And like it, every and time I, I see him out there, I'm like, wait, what? It's kind of interesting, but at the same time, it's 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 bizarre. So he was just one of the. <laughs> Cubs uh, Louis pinch hit for him the other day for Ransom, and Len goes, he goes, oh, it looks like Ransom's being held for Valbuena, not the other way around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were good. that entire. Uh, yeah, that he got a little. Yeah, he got a little punchy. He had Hollinsworth in the booth with him for two days, mm. and Just Todd the... Holland. This is Todd Hollinsworth. This is him. This is my Todd Hollinsworth impression. And 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 and, and, and. <laughs> yeah. Like, he he can't talk, and then he laughs for no reason. It's like nervous laughter oh, is super annoying. <laughs> it's oh. key, but 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 it is it is key to really you know top top shelf, uh, you know color commentary. Nervous laughter. Yeah. Okay, so Dolan. I know we have our fun with Dave Kaplan, and but 
if Dave Kaplan on a talk show or a radio show cannot make you look good, because Dave Kaplan, <laughs> for what for whatever he is, for whatever he knows about sports, Dave Kaplan is an excellent radio host. He can keep a conversation going. He he cuts off a noise. He does a good job controlling a radio show. If he can't make Todd Hollinsworth look good on Cubs post game, which he can't, that is a Hollinsworth is awful, just awful. The, the, the morning show, the morning show on MLB Radio at Monday through Friday is get this illustrious lineup. It's Jim Memolo and Todd Hollinsworth. Mm. Yes. Which means I have never listened to the morning show on MLB Radio Network. Just well, who thought that was a good idea? Like, who wants to get up at six o'clock in the morning? Hollinsworth <laughs> said he'd do it. Ah, fuck it, nobody <laughs> listens anyway. Let him do it. <laughs> it's just four hours of nervous laughter. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually listened to Memolo at all. Like for any like significant period of time where I can make a judgment on Memolo, but I, I know enough Hollinsworth to know that he's awful. He's basically Judd Surratt with Ooh. half the yelling. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you talking he yells half as much of the time or at half the volume all the time? I was going to say, if it's half the de decibels, it's still up over 130. So. Yeah, and, and I would, I'd actually prefer that it was at half the volume all the time versus he just ramps up to Judd levels. Why do you suppose, like, do, do you think he, I mean, this is a serious question. Do you think he's got, like, hearing trouble, or? I think he has a father who's been broadcast. I think Judd, I think Judd went deaf doing all those Wolves games. And so he just, he doesn't realize that he can't control his volume. So is he in some way related to uh, uh, Bob Surratt? Yeah. It's his son. Jeez. Oh, interesting. He did not get his father's hair, though. Apparently, I was gonna say he died. The, the, the only I've only seen him like once or twice. He doesn't have the perm, so comes from the mom's side. Yeah, which is why I have flowing locks. Yeah. Bob Surratt's wife is bald. It's oh, gotta be creepy. <laughs> uh, no wonder he's been having a raging affair with Kathy and Judy all these years. <laughs> Is that true? No, no, not even a little bit. It's on. It's on the internet now. It's true. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, so, they, they wouldn't let us confirmed. do this. Yeah, they wouldn't let us do this if we didn't speak nothing but the truth. Come on, it's right. the internet. Last bastion of truth in the modern society. All right, are we already done with baseball? We have so much multimedia stuff to talk about, you guys. I'm super excited about it. Yeah, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm done with. Uh, Anyone, anything about the cup? Oh, I will. No, actually, one more thing. I wanted to point out, Dolan. You, yeah, I know you wrote something about this. Um, it, Pythagoras says that the Cubs are a over five hundred team right now, mm -hmm. or at uh, least as the, of a week ago, or whatever. They're the only team in baseball with a losing record who has outscored their opponents. Yeah. What do we think about this? I think well, they you, have the world's but, worst well, uh, worst bullpen. Is what I think about this. I don't, <laughs> defense. See, I don't think that defense is not good. It is obviously you know subpar, but I, they're scoring more runs than they're giving up. Um, in a lot of offensive and pitching categories, they're in the top five in the league. 
Yeah, I mean they uh, they they're yeah I think they're mm-hmm. top five in in strikeouts and uh, a few other things, but I think that's like mostly Samarja. Whoa, what happened? Yeah, I, it's I I find it it's it's oh, an God. interesting. The uh, thing. we're on to the second round. I'm going to interrupt for just a second. We're on to the second round of the draft. And you know how in the NFL draft, Goodell does the first round and then his assistant does the rest of the draft. And Stern does the first round and then his little guy does it. Tony LaRussa is doing the second round of the draft. And he's holding oh, nice. kittens up on each side of his face while he announces the picks, <laughs> which is actually a. Wait, are we. Can you guys hear me okay? Or are we doing a lag thing now? I think I'm I lagging behind everyone else. I can't hear Mike. Oh, well, that's no good. Mike's the star of the show. No, yeah, I can hear. Yeah, well. Yeah. You oh, can hear me anyway. slightly behind when I'm saying everything. It, I'm like, it's like I'm from space. <laughs> yeah, you're in the mirror. I'm hearing myself. Yeah. You should, you should shut off the light again. Show some. Show some zero gravity stuff. That'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, what's his name? I don't uh, know Captain, what to do about this. Captain Canada, whatever his name was. Yeah. Any rate, yeah. So Cubs uh, statistically not that bad of a team. That's about it. Yeah, well, I, I wrote a thing on Discipio about it, and I could probably sum it up with a headline, which was maybe Pythagoras is full of shit. So, who knows? Entirely possible, but I mean, yeah. Uh, the the thing is, they are really good for about seven, you know, innings a game, give or take. If it was little league, they'd be awesome. Yeah, well, even all the way through college, isn't college baseball? Isn't that just seven innings? My my I actually Double, think doubleheader. I actually, they're, they're kind of yeah. I actually, they're they're kind of fun to watch. Yeah, they are. Yeah, no, I I think so. I mean, Rizzo when is actually know, when it doesn't Rizzo bother is, you yeah. when they lose. I mean, it, it's it's easier to not let it bother you now because it actually feels like they're going somewhere, like they're heading in the right direction, more or less. But then again, I had this feeling like back in 1994 or five or whenever the hell, like what's his name, uh, Ed Lynch was at first in charge. I was like, oh yeah, that's what we needed. It was a new regime, and then we got Ed Lynch. Well, the 95 Cubs almost made the playoffs. That was the last week of that season was fucking amazing. Yeah, they wouldn't lose, and so they couldn't get eliminated. And that actually completely screwed up their rebuilding plan Mm -hmm. because they thought they were better than they were. And uh, that's one of the nice things about having Theo and Jed in charge is that, like, last year, you remember right about now last year, they were playing really well. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wow, they're actually pretty good. Yeah. But you knew that no, you knew that the front office wasn't going to get fooled by a nice run in June. They were still going to trade guys. They weren't where Henry would have been. Oh shit, we need to add some guys. You know, yeah. Theo and Jed are grown ups, and they're like, well, no, we still suck. So we're still going to trade the few tradable assets that we have, and they'll do it again this year, which is nice. And I feel like that's really on you, Warren, because like Lynch had no resume. Before the Cubs, really. I mean, like, and and I mean, Theo's coming to the Cubs with an actual baseball successful resume. Mm-hmm. So that's really your fault. It's the the guy they picked tonight. 
in, in the interview he did with the Chicago media <laughs> said the coolest thing was he, he can't wait or someday he's going to get to tell his grandkids that Theo Epstein called him on draft night. <laughs> so, and so Sullivan's tweet was rock star right by Theo's name. Oh, that's kind of awesome. The uh, kid sounds interesting. He like used, I guess he used the term super excited a couple of times in his uh, in his acceptance speech or whatever the hell you want to call it. So did he hyphenate it? I, he, uh, well, Sullivan did. So okay, good. He looks exactly like Colin Hanks. Oh no! For whatever that's Ooh, worth. That's nothing. He's got his his head he is about so you're this saying wide. He doesn't have the good face. You know. Brett, Brett Jackson's got the good face. How's that working out for us? I'll he's, take the bad face. He's got the good bloated face. Um, did you guys ever see that Colin Hanks? I'm just gonna move on to the media part. Did sure. you guys ever see the the Colin Hanks movie where he was um stalking that girl? Well, he was like basically spying on a Look, girl. I've seen. I, I, I'll I'll make this easy for you. I've seen Colin Hanks in exactly two things: Orange County and Band, Band of Brothers. Brothers. Mad Men. Oh, not, he's in Mad Men. Haven't too. even watched. That. When was he in Mad Men? He played a priest who uh, counseled Peggy after her pregnancy. Oh, you're right. Well, of course, <laughs> I'm right. You sound so dipo- disappointed, Mike. I know. I was oh, like, damn right. it! I have. I thought I had every Colin Hanks. <laughs> you wanted to complete the set. No, <laughs> uh, I didn't. I like. I, oh, we you know what? He was also in Dexter. He's what you're saying is he wasn't quite as quite as successful as his dad. Uh, he, although to be fair, his dad started off in movies like there wasn't there some. I mean, other than Bachelor Party, there was another like really bad boob movie that that Tom Hanks was in. He was in the man. He was in Volunteers. He was Volunteers in was amazing, and you shut your mouth right now. <laughs> That's where he met Rita. That's where he yeah. ditched his wife and started banging Rita Wilson. Yeah, which at the time. Hey, nice job. <laughs> Time, go for it, man. Tom um, Hanks could still bang Rita Wilson if he wanted to. Yeah, but they're married, so he doesn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just terrible. <laughs> um, not going to touch that with a 10 foot weight, what? Um, Neither will yeah. he. Exactly. <laughs> the uh, man with one red shoe is what I was trying to get out before. Oh uh, yeah! Oh yeah, that's not good. Mm-mm. Joe versus the volcano. Joe versus the volcano. I want. I'm gonna say right now yeah. is an underrated movie. Yeah, no, it's oh. fine. It's oh. not. It's not as bad as oh. everyone says. Yeah, it's. But here's the thing. It's Meg Ryan at the very peak of being Meg Ryan. So, and that kind of thing. I don't know. I was think, at the time. I think honestly, if Wes Anderson would have written that and directed that movie, like. In now, I think people would have liked it a lot more. It was it was a quirky comedy when people weren't ready for quirk, quirky comedies like that. I've always been ready for quirky. Well, you <laughs> are wrong. I was born ready for quirky. I last night I was flipping around and Apollo thirteen was on, and it was like two minutes into it when I started, and I was just gonna watch a couple minutes. I watched an hour and a half. Why would you think that you weren't going to watch an hour and a half? Yeah, I was going to say that's. I don't know. Kinda... I'm like, I just, oh, I just want to watch this part. Well, I guess I'll watch the whole damn thing. Yeah. Say what you will about Opie as a director, but his movies do that to you. It's like, oh god, this isn't that good. It's ninety minutes later. 
I like Opie. I do. I'll, I'll say good things about him. Oh, okay. why don't we just go ahead and segue into the... Speaking of Opie, Dolan, do you want to just segue right into the... There's the segue right into the show he narrates. Yeah. Well, yeah, see, I, just, I watched season four of Arrested Development. I, I paced myself because I didn't want to watch them all the first day, and it probably took me five days to watch them all. I loved Arrested Development when it was first time. Hang, one of the really quick, the, how many episodes are there? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Fifteen. Um, and I loved Arrested Development. I'm like one of the nine people who watched them all when they were actually on the first time yeah. every week. Uh, so I was very excited that they were on. It's been pretty well documented. They had to do this differently because they couldn't get all the actors for the amount of time they needed them. So they had to do like um, there's character specific episodes. So there's a there's a George episode and a Lindsay episode and a Tobias episode and then some of like George Michael has two and Michael has two and you end up with fifteen. Um, Dolan, Dolan, they're also Dolan. longer than a normal. Can I, can I stop you right here? Can do I not? I really don't want any of this spoiled. Should I just leave right now? No, I won't spoil anything. No, none of this. None of what I tell you will spoil. You've already told me that there are episodes. Except it's an, Rosebud, it's an episodic series. Rosebud now? is the sled. Damn it. So, if you didn't know that. I don't Bruce use, Willis I mean, is dead, man. Bruce Willis is dead. Dolan, to use an Arrested Development uh, recurring theme. Her? <laughs> yeah, but Egg is in it. He comes back. Mm. Um, Gene Parmesan makes an appearance. Damn it. Stop favorite it. Part of I any, don't, I don't, I'm, I'm turning my, this up. My favorite part of any Gene Parmesan experience is, is Lucille's reaction to it. She gets so excited. <laughs> now I won't spoil. It. Put put your cans back on. I won't. Uh, I won't spoil it. I'll just say this: that um, some of the characters can't carry a whole episode. George okay. cannot. That's and the episodes are, are too long. They're so, like the longest one is like 37 minutes long and it, it was a good 20 minute episode that they didn't cut the extra 17 minutes of crap out um, but the episodes that are good are really good some of the best ones they've ever done and it was absolutely worth it to bring them all back for 15 more episodes um, the the jokes are <clears throat> they the jokes pile up on top of each other just like they always did and you see the same scene sometimes from different angles, depending on which characters are in it. So I was very, I was very happy with the whole thing. It it ends on a cliffhanger because uh, apparently Mitch Hurwitz has written, he's mapped out three seasons worth of stuff, and so this is just the first third of it that they've done. And so hopefully Netflix already invited him back to do season five. Oh, they did. Okay, That's and good. they haven't decided if they want to do it that way. Try. Or try to do a movie, and I can't imagine they can cram all this stuff into a movie. So it sounds like they'll come back and do episode season five, and they might be able to get everybody on a normal schedule, so it won't be quite as awkward. But then there's also apparently another whole season's worth of crap out there that they need to make. So but it was very good. And one thing, um, Henry Winkler's son plays young Henry Winkler. And I, 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 literally, the first time I saw him, I thought, holy crap, they must have done that face thing where they, like, <laughs> took an actor. Because I'm like, that guy looks exactly like Henry Winkler. Well, it turns out there's a reason, because it's his kid. He's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so, wait, is Henry – I didn't even know Henry Winkler, you know, ever – Oh, he's very – Hopefully asexually reproduced. Wait, I mean, if you I guys didn't... are done. Yeah. 
We're done. You can. Let, oh, I didn't spoil anything. You, you can hear. I'm just talking about Henry Winkler. I'm very. I'm very. Very about spoiler sensitive. So okay. I'm. Barry I'm, I'm, I'm gonna ignore whatever you just said. My, my Arrested Development experience. I'm rewatching. I wanted to rewatch on streaming Netflix the first three seasons. So I am almost done with season three. I'm almost about to get back into. I, of course, I've seen my, uh, Arrested Development before. Um, I'm about to get back and get get into season four. So. Um, I had forgotten so many things that happened in season two, and I'm very. I, it's almost like I watched season two again for the first time. I remembered a, season one almost verbatim because I'd seen that several times, but season two, um, I had forgotten a lot that happened in season two, and that show is so so tightly written and so brilliant, and it's so I, I it's it's. Precious, I love it. I can't wait to get to the new episodes. Um, I'm I'm very much enjoying rewatching. You haven't watched Arrested Development, Warren? What's wrong with you? Not even once. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> uh, I'm not I'm not a big fan of sitcoms. In it's it's not it, it's not honestly not, not a sitcom. typical sitcom. No, it's not a sitcom. I don't it's, even think it's a it's, sitcom at all because it's, it's not a situation. It's, 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 it's a yeah. character com. It's yeah. a, it, it's such a, it's a character driven comedy. It's not even a situation. Yes, there's one overarching situation that the whole family is in, but it is such a character-driven comedy that, like, I don't think it—I don't think it's even fair to call it a, a situation comedy. Yeah, look, like, yeah. My, it is—it is literally my brother's favorite TV show there ever has been, and I trust his judgment on well most things, uh, at least things TV it's, related. It, but you um, have Netflix, so have you not watched the thing yet? I—I I, I mostly watch movies, like. I prefer movies. Just pretend this is a really long movie because that's basically what it was. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched the first, I think I want to say eight episodes of the first season. Um, and it was okay. And then I just. I'm going to do a. Because then I, 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 I want to say I, I would have finished it, but I like went on vacation or something. When I came back, I'd lost, lost the momentum and never went back. I just plugged my in my battleship to arrested development conversion ratio you could have watched 4.2 episodes of arrested development in the time it took you to watch fucking battleship and hold on you know what i'm going to jump around because screw this this is my podcast too i'm going to go ahead and jump right to defending your tweet we can go back to our media section but i'm going to jump right to defending your tweet warren and i'm going to make you defend you spent memorial day weekend Watching all six Fast and Furious movies, you tweeted out on May 28th, in honor of Memorial Day, I watched all six Fast and Furious movies this weekend. God bless America. Do you know what I did Memorial Day weekend? I watched like a season and three quarters of Arrested Development. (laughs) Whose Memorial Day weekend was better? (laughs) I think mine was. It no, let, no see, here's, here's, here's the thing. The, the Fast and the Furious franchise is probably is my favorite probably my favorite movie franchise over and above Star Wars. That's the stupidest above. thing that anyone has ever said, and I'm not even like I'm not <laughs> um, I'm like it, not even like giving you like friendly shit. That is the dumbest thing that anyone has ever said. I'm not saying was, it's the I best. Was di- I was literally in divorce court this morning. <laughs> that is the dumbest thing that I've ever heard in my life. So, so is it better than better than the Texas Diaries? Whoa, 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 whoa! Andy, your your mic, your mic. Oh no, 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 no,
<laughs> it you was something about it. the Princess Diaries. Dolan, I will be like, boop, 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 boop. this is our intermission time. Uh, this this week's podcast is brought to you by Els Baloney. Get a big meaty sandwich in your mouth every time. All right, Dolan, are you ready for your one-liner? <laughs> hey, you're ruining you're t- you're I, taking. You just stole my. You know what? You I needed to fill ad. space. I'm not as good as off the cuff at you. Oh, and I needed to fill space. That was awesome. Get, I I was trying wait, to say. Wait, wait, wait. Do you need him to fill space, or do you need Al's baloney to fill space? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nailed it. Okay, Dolan. What was your one-liner? I want to hear it. No, we. Yeah, he, we he have. Said, we have a sponsor family, a oh, real one. Okay. And no, it's, it's about like the Princess Diaries. We're sp- Oh yeah, it's, it was. It's 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 over. It's, it's the yeah, moment is the moment is gone. Yeah, if you would have just gone right to it, I I saved you that space by cutting the commercial. Well, my my microphone decided to give up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a classic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Screeching halt. Okay. Anyhow. Yeah. So. Um... Yeah, uh, I have no idea why I like these movies as much as I do. I just do. Uh, <laughs> I you can't know really defend it. We're going to have to like introduce a new segment called Defending Defending Your Tweet for next week because you're going to have to answer for saying that the Fast and the Furious fucking series is the greatest series of movies of all time. You well, said it's your favorite series of movies. I said it's my favorite, yes. It doesn't that, mean I that think equates- it's the best. Okay, so you're, why would you not pick the greatest? or the, Why would you, the best? Okay, well, if I was honestly, like, hey. Wait, what's your favorite what's, series of movies? And in, and in truth, I, I, would, I would put, yeah, I, I would put Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, Jones until yeah. the fourth one. Until the fourth one. And well, it, that, so one, that one doesn't those. exist. Come fourth on. one never but, happened. Despite the fourth one. No. Um, it's like the 2005 that, World Series. It just behind that, happen. hands down, Back to the Future. I and would put that up there, yeah. Behind that, probably Star Wars. I would put that. I would put Star Wars uh, probably. Despite three movies dragging Star Wars down. Uh, see, I'll that's, that's the thing. It's like if you had asked me ten years ago what my favorite series was, it would have been Star Wars. But I think mine would still would have been probably close to that order. Star Wars might have been ahead yeah, of Back to the Future. Yeah, I mean uh, the indie is always going to be. Although, because... ra- yeah. Raiders. I, is, I like the I like the first two better than the than. Well, no, I like the first. Yeah, okay, I like the one first one better. three two. No, it's the um, other way. I, I go I go in order. I like one two three. I like one like way more than the other two though. Yeah, exactly. You can make an argument for two over three, but yeah. the addition of Sean Connery and you had to reintroduce the Nazis. Yeah, yeah and no, I'm sorry. There's great. something about about that series and having a Christian. Or, I'm, I, I'm not even a religious person, but having a Christian artifact to go after um, was something. It was it. It made it more historical. It made it more, and it, this is a huge geocentric thing to say. I was like, about to say, yeah. Well, I, di- I didn't know. I'd never even heard of the Shankara stones in 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 Temple of Doom, and like I'd heard. Of course, you've heard of the Ark of the Covenant. And you've heard of the uh, Holy Grail. I mean, it just. Oh, it okay. Made yeah, it more, I see what you're saying. Yeah. From it made that it more. Yeah. yeah, I could put it in more of a historical perspective. I'm like, oh, an archaeologist would clearly go after that. Whereas, like the glowing rocks, and which I'm sure is a huge part of their culture. It, they, they wasn't, it wasn't as applicable to me. And Kate Capshaw was an abomination. And, yeah, yeah. and, and short I mean, round. Yeah. Eh, short round, okay, whatever. I, it's the kid. You know, I, it's the Spielberg. I, I, so, I, I I I'm pretty sure I've told you guys my Indiana Jones theory. I, I'm sure I've told you guys my Indiana Jones theory. The more people he has to babysit, 
every movie, the worse the movie gets. So in Raiders of the Lost Ark, he was kind of babysitting Marion, <laughs> but she, she for the most part, could take care of herself. In uh, Last Crusade, he was definitely babysitting his father, who really couldn't take care of himself. Temple of Doom, he had Short Round and Marion. And then in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, he had like seven people that he was carting around with him. And that movie, it's like exponentially... Not to mention got, the monkey army. Yeah, it, got, it gets exponentially worse with every character you introduce to Indiana Jones. No, I totally agree. Well, and, and what's I've, sad about the fourth one is that the first Mummy movie is like ten the times perfect better. Indiana Jones movie. Right? I love the first Mummy. I love movie. the first Mummy movie. The second one wasn't even that bad, it but wasn't the first bad, one, but was, it was it was pedan- it was yeah pedestrian. The first I, one was like really good. I was like, total, oh man, totally agree with you, Warren. If they would have made the Mummy movie into an Indiana Jones movie, and if they would have made um the the um, Firefly movie into a Star Wars movie. That's another everyone... series I've not seen, and I've not oh, seen. Oh lord! So. Everyone would have been happy. It was, it was, it was such a great sci-fi movie. It was the best one that I've seen in ten, fifteen years. So yeah, I've I've heard you know good things about it. Again, I figure I could I wouldn't know what what the hell was going on in the movie if I didn't watch the TV show, and I've never bothered to watch the TV show. I love how this is a Cubs podcast. <laughs> is it? Is it really? <laughs> nah. You tell they start winning, we'll start talking about them. True. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, so I, the stick. We're giving him the stick. I totally uh, derailed us, Dolan. I did. I, I know I put us onto the Arrested Development sidetrack, but that was because of Ron Howard, and I forget why we're talking about Ron Howard. Because he's the narrator of Arrested Development. Oh, no, I know. Because I talked about Apollo 13. Oh, Apollo 13. Okay. Because right. we were talking about Colin Hanks, then Tom Hanks, then Ron Howard. Than Arrest Development. Oh, yeah. See, it, the flow is just perfect. Okay. Because Chris Bryant, the, the new Cub, looks like Colin Hanks. Okay. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, we're back. We're back, guys. So we're officially. <laughs> so we're talking about the Cubs still. And we're officially in the movie section of this podcast. Right. Bah, 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 bah. That's our. <laughs> okay. So, um, Dolan, do you have more that you want to throw out there? I do. Good. I want to Good. talk about what I what I think is oh, the greatest yeah. HBO movie ever made. I'm calling up Netflix right now to add this the, to my queue. The, well, it won't be in there, but if you have HBO Go, you can watch it. Um, It'll be on a disc, though, right? Steven Soderbergh's last movie ever, so he says, Behind the Candelabra, the Liberace story, with Michael Douglas playing Liberace and Matt Damon playing his boyfriend, was at the same time horrible and tremendous it was <laughs> it is maybe the creepiest it's maybe the creepiest movie ever but michael douglas is amazing as liberace and matt damon is amazing matt damon is playing a 17 year old boy in this movie and it's, that's completely implausible and after like 30 40. seconds you don't care yes but after 30 seconds you just don't care and you just go with it um liberace i i don't know that people know about this he was one creepy fucking dude. And um, <laughs> I think he was gay. They did nothing. No. Not if you oh, ask my grandmother. No. Oh, no the, the ladies loved the ladies loved Lee. There's no way he could have possibly have been gay. He just never it's, found it. In the fact, right there's woman. a great there's a great scene at the beginning where um, this is how well cast the movie is. Um, oh, what's his name? Quantum Leap, I can't think of his name. Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula plays Matt Damon's first boyfriend, and he he knows Liberace, and they head out to Vegas to see a Liberace show, and so they're sitting there in you know in the little booth watching Liberace going crazy with his 
all that spangles and shit. <laughs> and they look around, and there's all these like you know all these old women and couples, and they're just they're just so happy and they're clapping. And Matt Damon leans over and he says, "I'm amazed these people like something that's this gay." And Scott Bakula looks at him and goes, "Oh, they don't know it's gay." And you look at it like, how could they possibly have not known? He could not have been more gay. He was basically on fire on the stage all the time. And they're just like, oh, he's just so talented. Um, but there's some great scenes. There's uh, You find out things about Liberace that, quite frankly, I didn't want to know. Um, apparently, he, had, he, had, uh, he became a little uh, impotent later in life. And he had one of the first penis pump implants. So oh. he could just... He could just pump himself up whenever he wanted, and apparently he wanted like six or seven times a day. Um, I'm going to remove this he, from my queue now. Yeah. I added he, it just now. I'm going to take it off. <laughs> um, the, the best character in the movie, they have uh, um, Liberace decides he needs to get plastic surgery. His plastic surgeon is played by Rob Lowe, and it's, he's amazing. I've seen, I've seen he, pictures. Oh. <laughs> Yes. I heard Rob talking about it, and he said basically when he saw a picture of the guy, he's like, okay, this guy looks like a woman, but he's going to act just horribly, horribly manly. And so it's all of his scenes are hysterical. Liberace gets uh, plastic surgery, and after he's got all the bandages and stuff on, he asks his plastic surgeon, am I going to be able to close my eyes? And the plastic surgeon nonchalantly says, well, not all the way. <laughs> and so there's a scene where he's he's in bed and you and Matt Damon and Michael Douglas are in bed and Michael Douglas is snoring and Matt Damon rolls over and there's Liberace with his eyes half open asleep and that's what creeps him out to this point he hasn't been creeped out at all by this old perv and I was like oh god um, he wanted Liberace wanted uh, Scott Thorson the guy that Matt Damon was playing to get plastic surgery to look like this is this is and apparently this really happened. They're, they're meeting with the plastic surgeon about Liberace's plastic surgery. Liberace leaves the room for a minute. He comes back. He's holding an enormous oil painting of himself when he was like 25 years old. And he goes, I want you to make him look like this. And so he did. They gave, they gave his boyfriend his old nose to try to make him look like young Liberace. The movie is just so, the movie is so creepy, but they're so good in it. Um, there's a great scene in it where, <laughs> where Liberace, um, Damon's been living with him for like six months and he's, he's running through this enormous mansion trying to find him and he runs by the bathroom and there's this old, you see this old fat bald guy with a towel on and he runs right past him and then he, and he kind of looks back and he's like, um, excuse me? And then Liberace <laughs> turns around. And he just looks at him like this, and, and Liberace goes, oh, that's right, you've never seen me without my hair. It's like, oh. And so Liberace, Liberace's going in for plastic surgery, and he tells his Dan Aykroyd's playing his, his agent. Oh, and he's God. Like, he goes, if I die, if I die during this surgery, because they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't let him wear his toupee during surgery. If I die during this surgery, I don't care what you have to do. I don't care if you give it Elmer's glue. You're putting this hair back on my head because nobody's going to see me without my toupee. So I highly, I highly recommend the movie. The movie is so creepy, though, that my wife kept coming into the room, and she's like, oh, God, why are you watching this? And I'm like, because it's terrible. But it's, it, it's completely enjoyably terrible. So I couldn't recommend it highly enough. <laughs> and I love the double meaning of behind the candelabra, because yeah. you know that yeah, yeah, that's yeah, part of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it, Owen. What? 
Well, he played behind. He put it on the piano and he was behind the candelabra when he played. Oh, okay. Yeah, he put him on the can. Wait, what? Yeah. All right. Well, that sounded like uh, quite the. So I will give it two thumbs up. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> By the way, the Cubs just drafted a pitcher who has a Z and like 14 Ys in his last name. So, <laughs> that means he's going to be, be awesome. Excellent. Yeah, it'll be great. Too bad Harry's not around to say his name backwards. Um, it, too bad. You know, I, I really do. I, I really do uh, wish I knew. I think that's all I got for movies. Yeah, I really do wish I knew exactly how uh, how Harry would pronounce Samarja's name. Sam Ninja. Sam Ninja. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, okay, I've got a lot. Okay. In the movie segment, should I just start rattling it off? Do one, and I'll do one, and you do one. Because okay, I've got I got a perfect. couple. Did I did I already talk about Craigslist Joe? No. Okay. Tell us about Craigslist Joe. Okay, I watched Craigslist Joe. It's streaming on Netflix. I've never um, heard of this movie. Okay, it's a guy. It's a. It's. I thought. I here. Uh, clarify. I thought you were talking about a real guy, like like a guy you met over Craigslist or something. Oh no no no. Well, the, okay. Uh, when I described this, it, I could have met him. Uh, it was a guy that decided for a year, I think a year's time, to um, live. It can't have been a year. It was it, to live off the kindness of strangers off of Craigslist to basically forego give up. Leave his house without a dime in his pocket and a smile in his heart and a and a his backpack and and basically like tra- travel across the country. I think he started on the East Coast, ended up in California, and traveled back. It couldn't have been a year, but um, uh, maybe it was just a month on it. <laughs> like, but it, it was the it, it he he basically was just gonna live off of Craigslist and um, it was it's, it was recommended to me and I I get that it's supposed to be this like. Oh, people are good, and all this is good, and blah blah. This kid was the biggest fucking pussy that I have. Like he cried like so many unnecessary times in this movie. Like it was, it was pathetic, honestly. I thought, and like he met some, and like where everyone's gonna be like, oh well, they were just they're eccentric and they're blah blah. He met some fucking crazy ass, dumbass burnout people, and he taped them. And he saw things that his white bread East Coast face had never seen. And, like, he thought this was this coming-of-age thing. And, like, this kid, he was... I don't know if it was his face. He was very unlikable. Um, <laughs> the experience... Like, the, the only kind of moving experience he stayed with a... Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to horribly insult a, a culture right now. I, I wanna, <laughs> Well, I want to say that they were Iraqi... Um, it was a Middle Eastern family that he stayed with that was talking about getting racially profiled in the United States. That was, and they offered him, you know, food and drink and everything. And like, and that was kind of the only like that I thought was really the only sort of touching, kind of poignant movie, poignant, poignant point in the entire movie where it was like, yeah, you know, it's interesting hearing like someone else's perspective, but like, it, that really I don't think was the point of the movie to begin with, and like. It was just, it was dumb. It was dumb. It was basically watching someone not shower for, and like he was basically just trolling Craigslist and trying to find what he could do for free, which I get the point of it. And like literally, it was kind of funny because the first day, 
He's like, well, I'm setting off on my own. And he literally like sits on a park bench in, in maybe it was maybe started in California and whatever, wherever he was. He literally sits on a park bench like the first day and he's like, well, didn't find anything. Do you guess I'm just going to sleep in the cold? It was just, it was dumb. It was dumb. It was a dumb experiment. Like, honestly, he's lucky he didn't get raped and murdered if he was trying to live off of Craigslist for a month or whatever it was. I, whoever, if you're listening to this, whoever recommended this to me, fuck you, I want 90 minutes left. <laughs> yeah, see, that doesn't sound good. I don't know, why you'd, I don't know why you'd bother admitting to have seen that. Yeah. Says the guy who watched all six Fast yeah. and Furious movies. It, it kept showing up on my recommendations. All right, you go, Warren. Uh, Star Trek. Uh, the into, new one. Yeah, Into Darkness. Um, so I didn't like the first one. Um, I, God, I didn't, you suck. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Uh, honestly, I, I, I have not really ever liked anything J.J. Abrams... Or for that matter, uh, the other guy. The, the Up until the Avengers, I'd, I'd never seen anything of... Um, Whatever his name is, um, the Avengers guy. Whatever. I, no, I, I, Josh Weed. Weeden. Yeah. I. I never really liked anything either of them had ever done. Um, although I did like the Avengers, so there's that. Uh, but this is really good, and it's almost entirely because of two things. It is uh, Benedict Cum. Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Yeah. Cumberbatch. Yes, and the. Uh, industrial light and magic special effects are fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, I do, I do really recommend this as it's a it's a real popcorn movie. It's not, it doesn't try to be anything more than that. It's uh, pretty uh, pretty simplistic. Um, you know, oh, there's a bad guy. Let's blow him up. Um, you know, but uh, but uh, you know, it's 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 as summery and uh, you know popcorny as it gets. Uh, I, I highly recommend it. I thought I had a good time with it. So. So you'd say four out of four battleships? No, I gave it a three out of five on my other uh, on my other, which I it was yeah basically the same score I would have given battleships. So yeah, so probably yeah slightly slightly above average, but uh, entertaining as a as a mindless uh, mindless action movie. So good lord, I give it a, I give it a battleship up. Okay. <laughs> the look of disgust on Mike's face. Is no, I, I can't. I that blows that blows my mind that you everyone else that I have still haven't seen the second one. Everyone else that has seen it has said it's significantly worse than the first one. Uh, see, I really hated the first one. I, that blows my like, mind. I, I, I almost shut it off. Like before. I didn't see it in the theater. I'm not a Star Trek guy. I mean, neither. I I, I've never liked Star Trek. Yeah, I, I, I got about halfway through it on the DVD, and I was just like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. So I almost I, I made it all the way through, but it, it was it was not. I didn't like but it. I, at some point, at some point, I know that opinions are opinions, but at some points, opinions become fact. And I know you've seen Battleship, <laughs> so you can't sit there and say that that's the worst movie you've ever seen because I already know that you've seen Battleship. Uh, but Battleship, I mean, uh, the, you keep bringing that up. I wouldn't put that in my top 300 movies. It was more so that I enjoyed it more than more than I really thought I would. It was, it was. I enjoyed the experience. I'm probably never going to see this movie again. But I saw it on opening day in a completely packed theater. That I was in like the fourth. Even worse. Yeah, I was in like the fourth row, so it's like this big. And I had a bucket of popcorn. It was like, you know, 4 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. It was 115 fucking degrees out here. And 
I would love to see. And it was 75 degrees in the theater. It was great. Popcorn. It would be like the bucket of popcorn would just be wrapped with just one hand. <laughs> <laughs> if we ever meet in, in face to face, it's going to disappoint you that I'm not this this huge. You know, I'm not Andre if, the Giant. What if I'm tiny? What if <laughs> you you might be. But Dolan makes me look small. Um. Okay. For all we know, Dolan is eight feet tall. I'm going to rip through two really quickly because I've got more to get to. Um, I did watch, uh, in anticipation of, of season four of Arrested Development, I have ripped through about I, all, all of season one, all of season two, and about half of season three. I marathoned, while Warren was watching all the Paul Walker's greatest hits, I was, <laughs> I was tearing my way through the, the Arrested Development, the old Arrested Developments on Netflix. They're all streaming on Netflix. They're all as terrific as you guys could possibly remember. Um, and I also did finish Bob's Burgers Season 2, which I think recently Season 2 came up on or on Netflix, and I did get through Season 2 of, of Bob's Burgers. It was good. See, I've, I, I've, that's another one I've never seen, Like, but it's, it's kind of similar to Archer, right? You said, or it is Archer's voice, right? Yes. Yeah, oh, it's his voice. It's it couldn't be less similar. Yeah, though. it's it's nothing like Archer. Yeah, it, and it's it's way less. It's nowhere near as funny as Archer. Um, and actually, really quickly before I turn it back over to you, Warren, it, because this is related, I actually just a couple days ago watched for the first time, um, uh, Wet Hot American Summer, whatever. Janine <laughs> sounds, sounds about right. Wet Hot American Summer. Um, and and I had never seen it before. Uh, it was. I, I really was going in with very little expectation other than it had been recommended to me a lot as being a, a, a quirky comedy. A um, lot, a lot of people that you would have not expect. Like, what's his name? Bradley Cooper is in it. Um, yeah. Those have, like, uh, a really, really graphic day Super thing. gay. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a very <laughs> yes, gay with him, Michael Ian Black. Um, uh, and then, but but the, the, the relation is... Uh, H. John Benjamin is the voice of a can of beans in Wet Hot American <laughs> Summer that's talking yep. to the guy from one of the CSIs or CSI, one of those Law and Order um, Oh yeah, Christopher S Maloney Christopher Maloney, thank you um, is, oh, he's, like in, uh, shit, he's in a movie that's coming out in the next couple of weeks I don't remember what movie. Well, good for him. He it's called get Shit more work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not going to, I'm not going to see a movie called Shit <laughs> Um uh, I, I, you know what? Like, I, and and what's his name? The guy from Frasier, uh, David Hyde Pierce is in it. David Hyde uh, Pierce. It, it was all the guys that were from the, and the guy from um, Party Down. It was all the people from. God, I can't think of the comedy group right now. The state. Links no. or something are they or the? No, not Groundlings. No. But they, I think they were sort of a spawn. Whatever. Someone's screaming at the podcast right now. Um, but they were they were a, a, it was that comedy group the guy from the guy that was the main caterer from Party Down and if you guys haven't watched Party Down, fucking brilliant one of the one of the funnier shows that I've seen in a long time has uh, Ben from um, Parks and Recreation now, uh, great show but um, it was it was very funny and it was very and r the second I heard the can of soup or whatever can of beans voice. I immediately had to run to IMDb. I'm like, that's got to be H. John Benjamin because, of course, he has such a distinctive voice. Um, you know what? I enjoyed it. I think a lot of people... Um, Danger Zone! Um, I think a lot of people didn't really get that it was supposed to be like an uber spoof of those like meatballs-type 80s movies. 
Um, and with a little bit of like the horror movie, Paul Rudd was as Paul, Elizabeth Banks was in it. Like it was good. Um, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, Paul Rudd's character. Every time one of the kids was say that he was going to go report him, would just dump him in the woods, or like let he like let it, he let two or three kids drown throughout the course of the movie, which I think was sort of a callback to like the Friday the Thirteenth series and like mm. how Jason Voorhees was created. It was. I enjoyed it. Like, I really, I thought it was, and you know what? Janine Garofalo had a very, like, two to two and a half year stretch where I thought she was actually pretty funny. And I feel like this was probably in that stretch. And she was tolerable. She was probably toward the end of that stretch. And so she was still tolerable. I kind of got a kick out of it. And and I'm going to turn it back over. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Phone calls. Um... You need to get that? No, my wife will get it. Yeah. Can I interrupt the movie thing for just for just one second? Because some we have a developing story here. <clears throat> Ever since the Cubs drafted that guy, Rob Zastrinsky, or whatever his name is, um, Phil Rogers has tweeted about him five times. He has spelled his name wrong every single time. <laughs> Remember, this is the national baseball expert for the Chicago Tribune, and he has not – in in one of them, he even said, oops, I spelled his name wrong wrong last time, spells it exactly the same way. <laughs> Keeps spelling it with a Y instead of a Z. That's Wait. Phil Rogers for you. Wait a minute, there's two Ys and two Zs in it, though. Boy, he's... Which Y and which Z? He's a double word score. He, Wait, he do, Phil, doesn't like, Phil doesn't like the first Z. Keeps using a Y instead. Ah. So he's doing he's the like Carl Stremsky's cousin. Ah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, at any rate, uh, the other movie I was going to rec- uh, re- recap, whatever, was is the uh, is the fairly mediocre Gatsby. Um, that, that about sums it up. So, the book is actually one of my favorite books uh, I've ever read. Uh, that's actually my favorite era of literature is the the whole Lost Generation thing. Uh, I, uh, Hemingway is probably my favorite author. Um, but wait a minute. Hemingway? You're, wait, you're comparing Hemingway to Fitzgerald right now? I mean, no, I know no, they wrote. No, 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 no. The, the, but they were both part of the part of the lost generation, is what that kind of that 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 yeah. era of of writing. But Hemingway was, was self-aware, and Fitzgerald was a narcissistic shit. Uh, I think you're cut. You're you're you're. No, I disagree. I, I think you're you're kind of cut, cutting uh, Fitzgerald short on that. But I don't. Yeah. It's been a while since I've read the book. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I I thought it was one of the best written books, and it it it, it created a a world and and a and a mood better than just about any book I'd read, maybe ever. Um, so I really love that book. I'm a you know I'm a reasonable reasonable fan of uh, of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, but God, just a just a real shit show of a movie. Like pretty. Pretty unwatchable. So that's my entire review. Is uh, they 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 alter the wires? Uh, what was that? Toby McGuire is kind of a turd. So that that would bring any movie down. I would think he's like the Maggie Gyllenhaal of dudes. <laughs> I heard I I did the one thing I heard about this movie, and I will not see it because I hated The Great Gatsby. I hated. I felt like they made they wasted my time in high school making me read a fucking soap opera in the form of a novel. I hated every page of that book, and I got I made it through Pride and Prejudice. Like I I made it through some kind of tedious books. Uh, I wouldn't call Pride and Prejudice tedious. That's it's a pretty light book. 
Oh, I hated Pride and Prejudice, but Great oh, Gatsby. Pretty, oh, yeah. Great Gatsby was the worst for, force reading book that I've ever read. I hated it's only it. about 150 pages long. <laughs> oh, I hated it though. A separate piece. I would read a separate piece 30 times over over Great Gatsby. Great Gatsby was insufferable. Not and like I, I, you know what the the and I I will give Great Gatsby credit. The the novel had quite a bit of symbolism that was. Well, that was good. That was good. Yeah, and, and what all I, of that, all of that is completely misinterpreted. That's exactly by the director. what I heard. That is yes. exactly what I heard about the about yes. the movie. That they that he didn't understand. Didn't the novel understand at all. a goddamn word That's in the book. E- that is exactly what I heard. Isn't so that Baz Luhrmann movie? Isn't he the one directed yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. So there are lots of jazz hands in it. <laughs> oh, half the movie is jazz hands. And was it Chicago? I uh, maybe I I don't I I I uh, wasn't it Chicago? I, I think I'd only own... ever seen one movie of his. No, I think he did um, Moulin Rouge, which I never Moulin saw. Oh, yeah, Moulin Rouge. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. One of those. Um, well, but... speaking of Hemingway, sort of. Have you ever seen Hemingway and Gellhorn, another HBO movie, um, where Clive Owen plays Hemingway and Nicole Kidman plays whoever Gellhorn was, some wow. chick writer that, that he sounds, had an affair that with. Sounds, that sounds kind of awesome, actually. It was a, it's great, and Nicole Kidman, all kinds of naked in it. Oh, so this, that's a bonus. Is this a recent, uh, recent movie? Because I yeah, well, man, the she last couple looks, years looks a little bit like a. Well, yeah, the whole she still got the whole Botox forehead thing going. Yeah, a little bit of a hefty but bag full of antlers. From there down, she's still getting it done. Well, it's a good movie. last year. Yeah. It, co- it covers the whole Spanish American War kind of era, and not no, not that. I don't know. They're fighting in Europe someplace. Yeah, Italy before Franco. Yeah, no, it would have been World War One probably. Okay, well, uh, that's a good segue. Speaking of attractive leading ladies and fighting, I and I'm going to segue this even more. Novels adapted into movies. I watched The Hunger Games, which uh, I had read. Um, of course, what's her name? Jennifer Lawrence, the lead. Actor. Yeah, I, whatever. I didn't like the end. You didn't like I don't the want end. to spoil it for people. Uh, it was a fucking tie. They can't have a tie. <laughs> it's old enough to spoil. <laughs> what? There's no tying in Hunger Games. And if, if you're supposed to kill all the kids so you have one kid left, you kill all the kids till you got one okay. kid left. Uh, That's be, how it works. To be fair, I, I, I like the book a fair amount. I'm, I'm almost done with the second book of it. It's, it's a popcorn read. Um, I thought they did a pretty faithful job recreating the book, though, for the most part. Oh, I think it's—I think it's a pretty good movie. I yeah. just didn't like. And they didn't pick the ending. The crazy lady from Utah who wrote it doesn't want to pick the ending. Yeah. So, whatever. I thought it was okay. That's yeah. I don't have much more to add about that. I Jennifer, saw it in the theater, so. I gotta say, I think Jennifer Lawrence is insanely attractive. So yes. so so much. Of course, this is not going out on a limb. But in in the Hunger Games, like ninety, I was waiting for like, oh, this is gonna at least be two hours of Jennifer Lawrence looking hot. She was, I I don't know if it's just because her character was such a tough, but she was, I thought very unattractive for the vast majority of that movie. And I was like, I was kind of looking forward to like Jennifer Lawrence cleavage for two hours, and like, not so much. You might you might not want to watch Winner's Bone then. Oh, Winter's Bone is fucking awesome. I loved Winter's It's a great movie. She's she's cooking squirrels, and you probably don't... You you wouldn't do a lot of fapping to her during that movie. Let's just put it that way. That's an awesome movie. Okay. 
Yeah. No, I guess she actually did, like, hunt and kill squirrels in preparation for that role. Okay, let me throw in one thing really quickly, because this is all tangentially related. I, since I'm stuck in the... Not stuck, but since I'm watching the third season of uh, Arrested Development right now, they have um, Charlize Theron playing uh, uh, Mr. F, the mentally retarded female. I'm not spoiling anything. This is, this is ten years old or eight years old. And there's one point... Uh, where they're like, where where her uncle is like, oh, you should have seen her before the cosmetic surgery, and they flash back to that movie where Charlize Theron played the serial killer, <laughs> monster, 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 and they show a picture of her from Monster, and to me, like that poor makeup guy had to have been like, you want me that that is like painting a handlebar mustache on the Mona Lisa. He's like, you want me to make Charlize Theron look. Horrendously yeah. No, no, no. She put on like fifty pounds for that role. Yeah, true. But like, I mean, he really—they really fucked up her face. That was not just her not wearing makeup. Like, right. they actively did damage to her face. That movie's that movie's a hard watch. I am. I can't. It was. A, it, it was. It was. A, it was. It was good. I mean, it was well made and well acted. But it was. It was tough to get through. My my favorite little joke. That kind of kicks off the whole. It's it's the first inkling you get in season three that she's retarded. Is she sitting on the on the bus bench for yeah. We Britain and the way she's sitting? She blocks everything, so it says We. It says We Brain is the way she's sitting. And the way and and uh, um, Buster at one point was sitting before he uh, got his hand bit off by the Lucille was sitting on a park bench that said Army officers, and he was blocking it, so it just said Arm <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, who else has got a movie? Because I only have two more, and then I'm done. Uh, I could do one more, I guess. Do one more. <laughs> uh, Cloud Atlas. Speaking of oh, uh, Col- coming full circle, Cl- Tom Hanks, Col- Colin Hanks. We got a lot of callbacks this podcast. Good job, everybody. Good job. Let's pat, pat each other on the back. Not, but you know, strictly. I'm patting you guys on the top. Um, the yeah, there you go. Uh, Kind of a weird movie. <laughs> um, I liked it. Uh, I liked one, at least probably three of the five. I think there's five different uh, story threads going through. Um, you know, it, it it's 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 good. I like the editing quite a bit. The way they'll they'll end on a beat in one era or whatever, and then they'll start off, you know, it, it'll basically lead really well into the into the next era or scene or whatever, and it cuts back and forth over a span of like 400 years or a thousand years or something. Um, there's a lot of stuff, to, there's a lot of stuff to like in there. Actually, one of my favorite storylines in it was this like 1970s kind of uh, thr- you know, political thriller thing with Halle Berry and, uh, and uh, Tom Hanks and and like it made me realize like I've I've not seen a good Tom Hanks movie in close to ten years. I think the last time he made a movie that I liked was like Don't Catch Me. If, I was gonna say Catch Me If You Can. Okay. Um, That's a good one. Yeah, I like that. I liked. Uh, but I liked I liked the Green Mile too. I did too. That was actually yeah. the second. That was the second uh, date I took my wife on. So I'll always have fond memories of that particular movie. Um, yeah. So I mean, I I really liked uh, the. So, so like I said, I like probably three of the five stories that were in it quite a bit. And uh, the one thing that I didn't think that they did very well is there's, it, it's this the music is supposed to, like carry through. There's supposed to be this guy writing the symphony or something like that. 
And so as a result, you'd expect the theme, you know, if like John, if John Williams or someone like that was doing the movie, then the theme would at least be memorable. But it's like, I literally could not, even in the middle of the movie, could not pick the theme out of the soundtrack. It's a very generic, very um, kind of synthy, you know, soundtrack. And it's uh, so that, that, that one thing I thought they could have done better. Um, and some of the acting is suspect and, and the, the gimmick of making people play different characters in each one doesn't necessarily work all that well past being a gimmick, but overall it was pretty entertaining. I'd, I'd recommend it. So not bad. I would say Tom Hanks last good movie. Mm-hmm. I, it's kind of toy story three. That counts, yeah. right? I'm not. Yeah. He's in it and it's an awesome movie. So I'd say that's his last good movie. Uh, a Tom Hanks movie that I liked that actually will tie this all up, even though it should have been a, it. It's actually kind of a shitstorm, but it's an enjoyable shitstorm. Yeah. Was Angels and Demons yeah, the second of those awful? I liked that movie. I thought it was. I, yeah. it was, I watched no, it. Like, I, I'm glad I, would, I didn't it, pay full price for this, but no. I like this. And so, no, it's it's and and it's the same kind of deal as with Battleship. It's that kind of an enjoyment that I get out of that, and for that matter, out of the uh, Fast and the Furious movies, where it's just I like these kind of. And and that one I would call it as uh, the uh, it's basically the weather dominator plot from uh, from GI Joe or whatever where they have to travel all over Rome and it all has to take place in night for one night for no particular reason and they're flying all over the place it's just fun it's enjoyable you know and Opie like I said he's he 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 does a hell of a job directing so yeah I agree. God damn it, you guys! Did you see? The, did you guys see that? Speaking of Tom Hanks movies that suck, did you see that terrible one where it was the like Latvian guy in an airport? No, I never saw that one. That, that oh, looked awful. And God. I did Terminal. Yeah. Terminal. Doesn't that a, that was a the Terminal movie, was right? the Terminal was interminable. Yeah, it gave me terminal cancer. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. Um, yeah. I didn't have any interest in that. No, it was bad. Catherine, um, Catherine Zeta-Jones was in that b- before she went crazy. Or maybe while she went crazy. That drove her crazy. It drove me crazy watching that. Yeah, I wouldn't blame her if that's what if that's what created the bipolarism. Being trapped in that airport with Belky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got one more on streaming, and then I have a disc pick. I'll, I guess I'll do the one because I know at least yeah. You guys so twentieth. I'm, I'm gonna send you guys a disc pick. Um, the <laughs> really quick streaming sequel, sequel to one that I mentioned before. Um, uh, Fubar. Do you guys remember I was talking about Fubar? It was almost like a Spinal Tap. Um, it's not. It's not a documentary. The first one was kind of a, a, a mockumentary of this, but it wasn't a real band. It was a. It was a two Canadian guys that were just kind of like. Just oh yeah, guys. yeah. Uh, long-haired Canadian guys that were just rock guys. That it, it, the first one had a lot more character to it. The sequel is called Fubar Balls to the Wall. Um, I like, you know, it was nowhere near as good as the first one. It had its moments though. It, the guy, it was just the guys. There's a lot of like subtle little drop-ins that were pretty funny. It was worth worth, you know. It's it's very short. It's less than an hour and a half. It was worth, you know, eighty minutes of your time. It, it was pretty funny. Um. Watch the first one though, if you are only going to watch one of those two, because that one was significantly better. That's all I got to say about that one. And then uh, Warren, based on your recommendation, I watched Take Shelter. Ah, uh, yes. Um, which is 
I think is just Field of Dreams, but with a bomb shelter instead of a baseball field, right? If you build like, it, they will come. Like I, I don't, I really don't think I was missing anything. It was just Field of Dreams with the same wooden acting and crazy farm guy with a with a redheaded wife and a daughter that lives isn't in that, the middle of nowhere. Isn't that Michael Shannon and Jessica yeah. Chastain? Yeah. yeah. It was. It, I'm not joking, Dolan. For the first hour and ten minutes, I'm like, this is just Field of Dreams. He's hearing voices or like going crazy, and no one's believing him. The town thing. There's almost that same town hall meeting where he like yeah. freaks. Like it was very. I was like, this is Field of Dreams without baseball. It was. It was. I, I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. It took me a while to watch it. Um. There was a lot of falling asleep during it. it was, there were some <laughs> slow parts. Um, not necessarily by me, but, but there was some falling asleep that, that was happening during it. So I had, to, I had to watch it over the course of several days. But I, I, it, was, it was a slow burn. I thought it was good. It was, I, I would say, worth watching. And certainly the um, ending was worth the conversation that the ending deserves. And it's, I don't want to say anything yeah, about it. Yeah, don't say anything more about it, but, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's worth the slow burn to get to the ending to have the discussion about what the ending means. Yeah. No, I uh, I thought that was really good. I think uh, Michael Shannon is pretty so amazing. creepy. So he creepy is right, right? So creepy looking, but so great, creepy. great in that, great in that. He was in a movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt last summer. Uh, I can't remember the name of it there, but uh, basically. Levitt was playing a uh, a bike messenger, and he was a corrupt oh, yeah. cop. Um, pretty entertaining, pretty good movie. Uh, it's real, you know. Again, not to overuse the term, but it's a real popcorn movie. Um, but it's a Please. fun movie, and he's really good again as that kind of, you know, uh, movies like that are you know made or broken by their bad guys, and and he does a really good job at, at, as this really over the top kind of Ray Liotta in at the end of Goodfellas yeah. kind of cracked out, you know, uh, bad guy cop. And so he's, he's really good in that too. So those are, know, I think those are, I'm pretty sure those are the only two movies I've ever seen him in. Well, well, you know, he's in man of steel yeah. this oh, summer yes. and he's plays general Zod. Yeah. Kneel before Zod. <laughs> which now I know it's, I know it's a Zack Snyder movie, which means the trailer is awesome, and the movie could very well suck. But I'm very by the way, by the way, to bring us even to bring us even more full circle, that's the movie that Christopher Maloney, Maloney, whatever is in. Oh Carry yeah. On. I so anyhow, I give Take Shelter three battleships out of five possible battleships. <laughs> I like your uh, I like your scale. Yeah. All right. Anyone else? Movie media or that kind of yeah. I, I want to talk about um and. Sirius XM added a channel, which when I first heard about the channel, I thought, well, this is going to suck. They added the Entertainment Weekly channel. And so basically what it is is it's just a bunch of talk shows during the day where people talk about TV and movies. There are a few shows that are really good, and when it's really good, it's like sports radio for TV and movies only good. And so there are a couple that I I really enjoy. And I, I remember thinking, well, this is ridiculous. And now I'm thinking... This is pretty much what I need to be doing for the rest <laughs> of my life. So, 
So I'm putting out a plea to Entertainment Weekly. Just give me, I just want an hour. Just give me an hour a week. I'll talk about whatever, and I'll fill up your little show, <clears throat> your little channel, because it's a great idea. Because people watch, I mean, like the whole, they did a whole, like, wrap-up show the day at, on Monday after Game of Thrones had that, and I won't spoil it for anybody, but had the most ridiculous episode ever. And people needed to talk about it. And so there was an hour where people just went, holy crap, can you believe that actually happened? And it's just like watching a Cub game. You're like, holy crap, can you believe that actually happened? So I think it's a, it's a great idea. They had, it was funny, they were talking about Man of Steel when I was driving home from work. And they, they told people, said, well, you know, Michael Shannon's in it. You should all watch Take Shelter before you go see Man of Steel just to remind yourself how awesome Michael Shannon is. So that was their advice. Hmm. I like it. Um, oh, I have a, I have a Netflix I have a Netflix recommendation. I'll be, I'll be quick. Go on. Because I know Mike won't watch this because I told him who was in it and he immediately said, "Oh, I don't want to watch that." <laughs> Is it um, Eric Stoltz? No, better. <laughs> That's funny. I just watched Go and he's in that. So. Wait, Eric Stoltz is in Go? Isn't he? Maybe oh. I'm wrong. Well, maybe I'm wrong. I don't. I thought he was. No, there's a British redheaded guy, but there's only you can only have one redheaded guy in a movie. And Ooh, Damian think, Lewis is that the British redheaded guy? Probably. He's Australian, I think. Well, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, speaking of Australia, this show is called Top of the Lake, and it's it's supposed to be the killing if the killing didn't suck. <laughs> and um, it's it's a show. It's set in New Zealand. I don't know why. It just is the set, the scenery is cool. And uh, it's a story of there's this um, at the very the very first scene is this um, um, I guess she's supposed to be Thai this little girl she's 12 years old she just walks in the middle of a lake to try to drown herself and somebody sees her and they pull her out and it turns out she's pregnant mm -hmm. and so you get this whole creepy thing and they bring in this like forensic psychologist person who's played by and this is why Mike won't watch it it's played by Peggy from Mad Men ah uh, yeah um, Elizabeth Moss. And she has to do a New Zealand accent, and it's awful. And it's, so it's that's pretty entertaining trying to hear her do that. The the show though, I've watched four of the seven episodes. It's seven hours long. Um, it's really good. The guy who plays the bad guy is awesome. I have no idea who he is, but he's really good. And then um, Holly Hunter is in it for no apparent reason, where she plays this completely crazy like asexual cult leader, and that's actually pretty good. So I'm only I'm only I'm a little more than half of the way through it, but so far it's been it's been really good. And if they can actually stick the landing, it'll be a pretty good show. So it's called Top of the Lake. It's for if you're already paying for Netflix, you might as well watch a couple. Although there's a, there's a very disturbing um, um, Elizabeth Moss sex scene in episode three that you might uh, want to fast fast forward through. Elizabeth Moss, I can't I can't. She's the worst part of Mad Men for me. I can't look straight at her. Although I am, I hate to say that Chuck from Ivy Chat has been, ever been right about anything is in his life, but I'm starting to think, I'm starting to see why he claims Christina Hendrick Hendricks is abhorrent, because she's starting to get way thicker than just voluptuous. <laughs> um, but real quick, along the Netflix uh, exclusive line, has anyone watched Hemlock? Grove or Lane or whatever it's called, the werewolf. No, I have somebody in my somebody in my office, her boyfriend is watching it, and he really likes it. Okay, but I've heard know. a lot. Of, I've heard mixed things about it. Okay. All right, are we moving on to video games? Sure. I got a well, lot. I've got, of I've got actually, I've got, I've got, I've got Chuck. I've got an update on Chuck. Okay. Um, today I got an email Chuck? from from Netflix, and I I had to renew, and so I did. I renewed ChuckToChuck.com for yet another year. I don't know why I do that, but 
Every year I do. I own. I basically own the website, Wait, so I might as well update it. What is the connection to Netflix? Did or is that just you? Just no, you brought it? up Chuck, so I was tying oh. it in with Chuck. Okay. Okay, great. Thanks, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> Back and to you, Mike. For, for every. <laughs> For everyone that doesn't understand the reference, Mike North, when he was a Chicago radio personality, he had a oh, website understand. called northtonorth.com. And Mike North had never been wrong in his life, and neither has Chuck Gittles, who writes Ivy Chat, or sometimes writes ivychat.net or .com or whatever. So, so. so like five years ago, I bought <laughs> yeah. chucktochuck.com and forwarded, Al, and forwarded Chuck's website to that handle and he actually when you go to the site now that's what it says at the top it says chuck to chuck.com it doesn't say ivy chat anymore <laughs> good okay video games i got shit to say guys oh is this about the uh, xbox bone oh, oh my god I, did, I completely forgot about that the xbox one was announced Did you just give me the bird um the xbox no, I'm one sorry, was, I was yeah. i'm just kidding the xbox one was announced um there's a lot. I, I I won't belabor. Like I'm sure anyone that's interested in the Xbox One has done enough reading about it. The big the biggest thing that everyone bitched about was the fact that it that it's allegedly going to be always online, or it needs to be always online. It le- it needs to basically ping a server once they said every 24 hours. No one in Microsoft seems to know what's going on. Yeah. I think they kind of they're really fum- Yeah, they're really fumbling that message. They, they yeah, and I I think. Uh, the funny part about how this has all been received, and this is kind of all I'll say about it, is you absolutely know because the other the other big complaint was that the um, that that Xbox Live was not going to allow used games, or Xbox One was not going to allow used games and not allow you to borrow games and take them to friends' houses. Nonsense. They definitely had a plan. Not only that, the PlayStation Sony is going to basically say the exact same thing. But they're smart enough to just be lying in the weeds, just letting this all, letting Microsoft take all this heat for no use, no use games, and always online. I guarantee in E3 in a week and a half, they're basically going to do the exact same thing, and and PlayStation is just going to take less heat because Microsoft always already got out of it. I'm excited about it. I think it looks cool. Um, I I'm the one thing I'm still interested in is like, is this going to be able to replace my receiver? Because honestly, if this thing can replace my receiver, I don't think. It I can. don't think so. Yeah, that no. was a big. Uh, a lot of people were kind of. I don't think so either. Um, but I, I like, I liked, I actually liked the press conference. I actually watched it. Um, because whatever, I work from home. Um, I was gonna say I would have if I was home. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed it. I, it Who I did you bill? Who did you bill for that hour? You actually. You'll get the invoice soon. Damn it! Um, I knew it. <laughs> uh, but the um. I, I, I liked how they got... They specifically said they weren't going to talk about games. They talked about all the boring shit that they're not going to have to talk about at E3. And I didn't think it was boring. I thought it was interesting. It was only an hour long. Um, I, I, I think it looked cool. Like, I don't... The, the Kinect shit, all the tinfoil hat wearers that think the Kinect is going to be reading... Like, calm down. Like, I, mean, I, I, I don't... You, they can find... If you're carrying a cell phone... If they want to know where you are at any point, they can listen to your conversations if your cell phone is in your pocket and is not, like, and all the tinfoil hat wearers are, are being idiots about it, I think. Um, you know what? Google has been collecting all everything we've been typing for the past eight well, years. Google without the freaking NSA. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like, honest to God, like, they're... they're Thanks, Obama. People, well... 
people are suddenly worried about their private and like I get oh it's in your living room and all that stuff. Like let's be honest, anyone that's playing the Xbox One regularly is not having sex in their living room. Like <laughs> no one's watching, no one cares. Yeah, well, and if you are, not with another disgusting. person, right? Uh, and if you are, you're probably disgusting and no one wants to watch. And like I hate, to, I'm a huge gamer. Like I hate to like go down that stereotype path, but like all these people that are like conspiracy theorists saying that. And you know what? Honestly, I don't really mind directed advertising. I'd rather see an ad that's relevant to me than see a bunch of shit that I have. After. I mean, of course, I'd rather not see advertising at all. But like, let's. It's a reality yeah. of the world. Okay, yeah. two things yeah. about it that sure. that I, I I I I completely agree with you about all the tinfoil hat, whatever. Don't care. Um, one thing I wound up unplugging my connect because it sure. kept recognizing things being said on the movie I was watching yes. or like yeah. so the fact that this one will not even boot up without connect plugged in that worries me yes but, okay well, fix that then I'm you know whatever and uh, I had a second thing but I've lost it so what were you gonna say I apologize if I cut you off no um, no, no, no this is my brain doesn't work so. that's a very good point and, and but the, but they they did specifically say there are going to be toggle functions where you can have the camera not always on and the sound not always on hmm. it, it's funny you say that though Warren because some people that were trying to watch the Xbox that they were trying to watch the Xbox reveal whatever extravaganza as they were watching it, as the because a lot of this this segment was like giving Xbox commands like Xbox <laughs> play it and it was like turning off their Xboxes and like doing <laughs> funny stuff to their Xboxes. So it'll be interesting to see how what I've heard and like I, I did a lot of reading and, and listening to podcasts after this happened just to, out of curiosity. Um, the the connect whether you like it or hate it is at least significantly vastly improved. Mm -hmm. So like it won't be. I have a Kinect now. Like I, I, I use. I probably use the voice commands more than I do anything. I don't really use it a whole lot for gaming. It, mm. it, it has its moments, but it's, it's very um, hit or miss. And well, like it's, this, it's not, yeah, it's a very beta tacked on. It's the Sega 32X yeah. of this of this generation. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't. And it was it, it it was adapted to fit hardware that wasn't ever really designed to fit it. So. Um, this one that's integrated, it's coming every console. It has to have, like you said, it has to have the Xbox. It has to have the Connect with it to to function. Um, we'll see. It, it works in pitch dark, not pitch black, but like it works in 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 no light conditions. Basically, right. it'll be it'll be interesting. It's yeah. supposed to work. Better. It's gonna work in pitch black. Yeah. <laughs> it'll well, all it'll see something. It'll well, only work honestly, if Vin Diesel's there. Yeah. It's supposed low light. It is supposedly black. infrared. I mean, it is supposedly infrared. I think some of. Oh. But whatever. Um, so yeah, that was I was I was uh, I was interested in. It. I'm still gonna get it. I and I think it actually might end up being a little bit cheaper than the than the PS4 because the PS4 is a little bit better. I don't know. Well, GPU I saw it has it has more expensive RAM. Right. It's, I mean, it's basic. They're basically identical, other than the G the GDD, GDDR5 RAM in the PS4, and then uh, the the Xbox has like a Half a, I don't remember. I think it's a half a gig or something of of like on die cash, which is like nuts from a. Well, and then Warren, I I know nothing about the like the tech like hardware part of it, but they said that the Xbox might be able to make up some ground by having some cloud computing. That, that is, is actually pretty cool because it's tied into the Microsoft Azure thing. So 
uh, they, it's it's basically. Do you remember that um, cloud-based gaming? I can't remember what it was called. The, there was something where basically you were playing on their servers and you could play Quake and you know. Sure. Uh, I, I mean, I get the concept at least. Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna have some of that. So they'll be able to. Um, it's it's not real time, so it's not going to be graphics that they can offload, but it'll be stuff like uh, you know. Um, uh, AI and whatnot. So rather than having five little guys running around, you'll have an entire swarm of them, and they'll all be AI uh, because you can offload that to the you cool. know, ten thousand servers or whatever. So yeah, that it, part is pretty cool. So from what I understand, though, like it, for for this round, it's the, the graphic differences are kind of going to be negligible, or like the performance differences are probably well, going to be negligible. The I mean, it's tough to it's tough to benchmark the the way because of the added bandwidth of the GDDR5 versus the uh, DD, regular DDR RAM that the that the Xbox has. The PlayStation will have roughly twice as much bandwidth um, to pump pixels through. So it, but but that's where that on-die cache that Xbox does have, but the PlayStation doesn't make so can make up. You know, if, if there's a if there's a particular texture that's reused, they can just cache it right on the processor, and so that's like almost instantaneous okay. load. So I mean, they'll be if if they're good enough programmers, they'll be able to make up a lot of the uh, a lot of the shortfall just using that. Yeah. Um, I am a programmer. I'm not a very good one. So, guys that can even can even can even wrap their head around stuff like that, uh, th it's basically magic to me. So, I, I feel like it is going to come down to exclusive because I have a feeling the PS PlayStation Four is going to end up doing a lot of the same stuff with used games and the same stuff with online connectivity that the Xbox is is already announced they're going to do. Right. So I have and a feeling reality. it's going to come down to to exclusives. Yeah. Which the Xbox they did announce that they're going to have. 15 exclusives in the first year, eight eight new IPs. So right. I mean, that's, that's the thing. People will talk about the difference in processing power, but the reality is the all the multi-platform things, they're going to go with the lowest common denominator. Right, which is going to be the Xbox. Which is going to be the Xbox, so that's yeah. going to be what the next generation looks like. So that's yeah. not even really a talking point. That's a good point. Yeah. So. Um, cool. Dolan, anything about the Xbox Bone? Um, did we talk about the? They think the it's going to start at three ninety nine. All right. You know, I I have a feeling it won't be over four hundred. Yeah, three ninety nine sounds probably. I mean, I don't know. I haven't. I have not heard anything about pricing. I don't think anybody has. E3 is coming up in a, a week and a couple days and I have a feeling, well I don't know, I feel like the X, X, Microsoft and Sony are waiting for the other one to blink first and like announce price first. Right. Um, I I highly doubt either one of them are going to be over 500 even with the, with the, with no, nobody's the gonna I don't think they yeah. could be, no. no. Well, but I, keep in mind that, that what six years ago the PS3 came out at $600, right? Well, and we see how well Right. Yeah, and no, and nobody bought it till they dropped right. it. So. Right. Yeah. No, the um, I'm the one interesting thing I or kind of interesting thing that I heard is that they they're probably going to push uh kind of a cell phone style, you know, subscription service uh, plus oh, yeah. discount thing right off the bat. Which they be like ninety nine dollars, but yeah, you're, you're yep. tied into twenty bucks a month for Xbox Live or something right. of that nature. 
I think that's a good, I think that's a good idea. Like I, yeah. I, I have a feeling it did decently. I mean, they clearly tried it out on the Xbox 360. That's how my um, brother replaced his his Red Ring of Death. Yeah. Yeah. A year ago or whatever it was. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. One of the thing that here's how lazy I am. The thing that interested me the most in it was the idea that, um, and you Mike just alluded to it. Would, would it replace your receiver? The idea that you your you, the stuff you watch on TV would come through it because one of the things I hate is like I, I still get MLB.TV I don't do the extra innings thing through DirecTV and here's how lazy I am I have to hit the function button then to go either pull up the PS3 or the 360 or the Apple TV since I got all three I'm hooked to the damn TV and it takes longer to change than if I just change the channel and so if there was a, a nice interface where I could zip between my DirecTV and the stuff I'm streaming I would love that, and I would pay that just for that. And then the well, it's got well, the play the game. Got the HDMI pass through, and and apparently, and I didn't. I I only heard this on a podcast. I've not read anything about it, so I might be. You know, this is worse than third hand. But apparently, that will be able to control certain uh, receivers. Like it doesn't yeah, it, replace the receiver. Right, uh, Dolan. And, and actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go you one better on that though, because like. It, it, for me, when I switch off of my 360 or off my, I assume my PS3, I've never really played that that heavily, but like when I switch off my 360 on my receiver, if I go to DirecTV, even if, it, even if it's just a matter of hitting the function button, when I come back to the 360, it's rebooted. Whatever it does to my 360 has rebooted the 360, so I can't just like quickly switch off a game, check a score, and come yeah. back to the 360. I have to it goes back to the dashboard and it reboots the 360 for whatever reason. I, I don't understand receivers really how they work, you know. But, um, but so so I think I think to a, a broader point, like it's not only can you like snap to and have a picture in picture with two completely different systems. Like I can have a Direct TV and and flop the picture with. I don't I don't think I practically probably will never use that. But like switching between the two quickly, if I want to quickly check a Cubs score or watch a half an inning of a Cubs game, and then switch back yeah. to a game that I've been playing, and it will just freeze it wherever I'm at, and it, it, like you said, instantly switch back to it. I think that's great, and I think that's really yeah. cool, and I do think that's a useful function because, like, for me, it's it's two remotes to get over to Direct TV um, versus you know just saying Xbox Watch you know, WGN or whatever the hell uh, is, is happening at the time. So I think, I thought I thought that it was a really cool, I, it's very clear what direction Microsoft is going in. It's a bold leap, but I mean, you look at, even though like in the long run, the Wii was, let's be honest, a piece of shit, I thought. But like, yeah. they, they certainly captured a, a demographic that, I think the rest of the video game industry did not realize was there. And Microsoft is clearly going for a very specific demographic. Yeah. That demographic being someone that has a pretty reliable internet connection and, and yeah. watches the NFL and has a fantasy football team on NFL.com. I, yeah, that <laughs> seems to be about the sum of it. So. But, um, but I liked I actually well, I, liked it. I thought it was interesting. Sorry, go ahead, Dolan. Well, I have DirecTV, and I have the Genie. Oh, and the, the one thing you get with it, it's not... She doesn't sit on the TV like she does on the uh, commercial, which would be nice. Uh, the one thing you get with it, then, is on the Genie, you get picture-in-picture, picture, and they're, it's it's 
pretty good. They're nice and big. The thing I didn't understand, though, about it was you get, you know, there's one big receiver, and then there's little slaves that go around the house, which is nice because on some of the TVs, the thing's only, you know, that big, which is nice. The picture-picture only works on the TV where you have the big server. So our big 51-inch TV on the living room doesn't have it. But I use that freaking thing in here all the time. And um, so basically this 360 would allow me to do DirecTV and something I'm streaming. Right now it's only two DirecTV channels. I would use the shit out of that thing, especially on yeah. Sundays when I'm watching when I'm watching NFL. I would be awesome. Yeah. Like right now, if I, I like have this – like when we finish this podcast, I'm going to have to – oh, I guess the Cubs aren't. But like the last two nights when they were playing the Angels, they would have been playing right now. And like I have to make the choice of am I going – do I want to watch the Cubs or am I going to play a game? And like I, I think it's cool that – I don't really have to make I can quickly and easily flip back and forth between the two now. And I think that that's something that will appeal to a lot of people. Yeah, no, that, that definitely was something that seemed cool to me at least. Yeah. And I also like the all, all the, the Insta on stuff, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I like that. that I think kind of cool. Exactly, I agree. Yeah. So. All right, well, I've got games to talk about if anyone, <laughs> wa- if anyone wants to go first, go ahead. I got Why nothing. Game. No, I haven't played. I haven't played any games. I've, I've had other things. Yeah, I've been ripping because once the once the Xbox One got announced, I'm like, I gotta start tearing through this backlog of games. Yeah, I'm the same way. There's I've no got... backwards compatibility, and like, I yeah. wanna I wanna complete some stuff. Dolan, you got anything? I, yeah, my own, my only gaming advice would be if you're um, if you're in the show and you're playing a, a franchise with the Cubs, when you get to year two, sign. Shin Su Chu. That's just my advice. Sign in, put him in center field, and watch the little Korean bastard go crazy. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> and you steal him from the Reds, which is even better. Right. He's got right. his blood alcohol level of two point something, you know. Eight times the legal limit. Yeah. I'm waiting for him to get called up to active duty, and I'm going to lose him for half the season, but. You know. <laughs> Oh, they gotta get, they gotta send him to the oh shit! What's the the the, the neutral zone or whatever they call it? Oh. Purgatory? No, 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 no. Between North no. and South Korea, whatever it's oh, called. Oh, thirty-eighth uh, parallel or whatever. Yeah, it is. but there's a name for it. I can't. No man's land, whatever. But anyway, Mike, you're up. Okay. Um, Go nuts. Okay, so I. Yeah, we're just gonna sit back and watch. <laughs> okay, it'll be quick. I, I started and completed since the last time we did this podcast. I started and completed two whole games, and started maybe a third of the way through a third. The third that that one I'm gonna hold off because it's the best. Um, so I ripped through on the 360, um, Wolfenstein, a reboot because uh, this is sort of relevant because there's a new one coming out I think next week. Um, this is an old. This is a reboot of, of Wolfenstein 3D. Um, you know, if you remember Wolfenstein, it was that you fought Mecha Hitler. He had two Gatling gun-like arms. It was ridiculous and it was hilarious and it was it was one of the early one. I mean, one of the first first-person shooters, really. I mean, it was it was sort of the introduction to the it predated it might have been Doom. The first one. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't know if it was exactly the one first of the one, one of the Ultimas had a first. First-person view, but it wasn't but not sure. like a shooting thing. I, yeah. I remember playing Castle Wolfenstein on the Commodore 64. Wait, Return to Castle Wolfenstein or no? Okay, the original Castle okay. Wolfenstein. And that game was awesome at the time. Because I played. Remember you had to 
after you killed a guy, you searched him by just basically just like constant, just running over him back and forth. And then you find <laughs> out he had keys and a gun and all that shit. I love that game. I played the absolute shit out of Return to Castle Wolfenstein for the original Xbox. Yeah. It was like a it was a class based. I I've never gotten into. I think the closest I ever got was Halo Two, getting into a multiplayer online shooter. But Return to Castle Wolfenstein just trigger it just flipped a switch in my brain that was just just the the endorphins were just really like I loved that game it was just I loved it I don't know what it was it was you know what I think it was one of the first games I ever played where like I could just be a medic and be useless at actually killing people but I could support everyone else and like get points and be helpful to the team um I played the hell out of that game um the the reboot is I, I feel like I didn't really do it that much justice because I was just trying to run through it, but uh, BJ... Bliskowski I, I, yeah. I almost called him Blagojevich. Um, <laughs> uh, but Doesn't he, have good enough hair. No. He, uh, his, the voice acting was really bad. It was very generic. It was... Um, they tried to make it like a, like a spokes on a wheel, sort of like an open world, but you're kind of limited to this city and you sort of move out and do these different missions. I don't think it really worked that well. Um, it was, it was. To be, to be honest, it, it had a little bit of. It was, it got supernatural very early, and they didn't really explain why all of a sudden it got supernatural. And it was a little bit freaky, honestly. There was some, there were some enemies where you know you'd with surround sign, you'd hear them out of the corner, and it was a little. It had its moments, some creepy moments, but um, just kind of blandly generic, run and gun shooter, right, first person type thing. Yeah, it was. It was. I got it for ten bucks. I blew through it in probably eight hours, and it was um, probably not worth the time, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Well, what was game number two? Game number two was I. I have not play, I played a little bit of the show early this year, but I have not sat down and ripped through a PlayStation game uh, in quite some time. Probably since the last in this series came out. I finally picked up and played through Uncharted Three. Um, oh, that's a great game! Oh my God, I I remember loving Un- I I loved Uncharted One, Uncharted Two, kicked the doors off. The Uncharted Three was I forgot how great I, and people kind of panned Uncharted, not panned, but like I think it got a lot of unfair criticism because Uncharted Two was so good. It was it's and and this is well, actually relevant because the the three was terrific. The Last of Us, though, which is by the the creators, Naughty Dog, the creators of Uncharted, is coming out this coming week. Um, is getting getting Bioshock Infinite level reviews, like where people saying this is like game of a generation. So, so this is a little bit relevant, even though even though Uncharted Three is a couple years old. It is it is one of the best written. I mean, it really should just be a movie. It's one of the best written video games I've ever seen or ever heard. There's a great moment. Um, in it, where the, it, it, you know Nathan Drake, the main character, is played by Nolan North, is running around. He's got Sully, sort of the older guy character. There's the hot, uh, I don't Latin Asian looking woman, and then there's the Irish or Australian Irish, I guess, guy. This run so they're in this pack of four, and I forget the girl's name, I forget the guy's name. I only remember Sully and Nathan because they've been with us since the first game, and so um, they. Uh, 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 
Nathan is talking to the girl, and he says something like, "He's like, why didn't you call or something?" And she's like, "I lost my phone." And you, and, and the his the Nolan North's delivery, he just is like, "Again?" <laughs> like it's such a great <laughs> it's such a great moment between two. And then he turns to the Irish guy, he's like, "What about you?" He's like, "I ran out of mo- minutes," or he's like, "My phone card expired," or whatever. And and in Nolan Nathan Drake is like, he's like, "You're still doing that?" And it was such a quick little exchange but it was so brilliant and so great and such like it, it was it was all like a heartwarming i mean you 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 really get to know these characters and it was it was absolutely terrific yeah. and, well, it, and that's that's why when the rumor that came out that the that the uncharted movie was going to be uh start marky mark no. People just freaked out and said fuck you. So if it, if you know not, you haven't heard you haven't heard that rumor in a while and that's why if it's not Nathan Fillion, then right? Fuck, it's supposed it's to be Nathan fuck. Fillion. Yeah, like you're an idiot if it's not Nathan Fillion. Um, when is E3 next week? Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah middle of next yeah. week. Because yeah. the rumor is that they'll announce the release date for Uncharted Four. Yeah, at it's E3. I don't think it will be coincide with the release of the PS4, but I think it'll be soon. I think it'll be before holiday season. I think I think the end of October will be the PS4, and I think November will be. Maybe actually, you know what? If they were tried to release Uncharted, I think Xbox One is going to be November fifth when Call of Duty comes out, mm-hmm. and I think uh, PS4 is going to be when whatever. Um, there's another yeah. Battlefield. Battlefield. Yeah, 4, well, which, yeah Battlefield. Which yeah. is like the end of October, and if they tried to time their release of Uncharted Four with the Xbox One, I think that would be wise of them because it's it man that that series is terrific, and like I I really thought that I had bought my last. Uh, PS3 game, but I might have to get The Last of Us because I've heard from the reviews that it is, it's it almost un- it's almost uncomfortable to play. People said, but it is so good and such like a beyond like a gaming experience that it's supposed to be amazing. So I I, I absolutely I don't even want to say anything about. I, I will say well, my one critique of the Uncharted series is still the the actual gameplay of it is still not great. I mean, like the shooting kind of sucks. Like it, it's 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 not that functional as a third-person cover shooter. It's really not that good, and like the guns don't feel that good. But the puzzles are fun, and the yep. writing is so brilliant, and the character, main character, is so likable and so. He's not an everyman because he he's he's like Indiana Jones. He is as a he's the everyman that's completely invincible, just like Indiana Jones was, and it's it's. Just I, it it warms my heart to play that series. It's a great fucking series. Nice. Um, cool. Okay, and then I will do. Actually, let me do one quick demo that I just picked up. I got two more games now. I'm gonna oh do my one, god! Really? <laughs> one quick demo that I picked up last night, um, and I'm gonna just say a couple things about it because it just came out yesterday. Um, I mean, these as Twitter posts. How many? Yes. Uh, <laughs> 128 characters. Okay, or I'll do. I'll do my elevator pitch for it. It was okay. like, it came on the Xbox Live Arcade. It's gonna come out on PC. It's called State of Decay. It's an open because I think this is not gonna get as enough publicity as it should. It's an open world role playing zombie game where the kind of very very for for a twenty dollar game or fifteen dollar game. There's a lot of options to this game. Um, you basically are, you, you are, I guess we're on vacation with your brother. You're sort of in a, a place where there's no cell phone reception. You come back, there's has been the zombie apocalypse, of course. And you're running around doing, I mean, it, it's almost like a Grand Theft Auto zombie game, but like smarter than that. 
you have to do a lot of like resource management. You have to like manage like bases and stuff where you can set up with survivors. There, there's permadeaths, so if you lose a character of like this group that you can control, they're gone for good. You can establish relationships with the other characters. You have to keep morale up. It's it was very complicated in the little <laughs> in the little um, amount of of uh, that I played last night. Um, very solid, very solid. I will say though about this game, um, super super glitchy. Like very very rough around the edges. There's a lot of popping. Technically, technically it's terrible. Like I, I will flat out say technically it's terrible, but. I I could not put it down for two hours yesterday because like it was it was so good. I mean, it, like it really felt great. It felt like kind of the um, zombie apocalypse game that I think a lot of people are would would want to have happen. And then my uh, I'll get to. Uh, does anyone have anything about that? <laughs> no, no, that was okay. Good. So that's State of Decay. That's on the Xbox Live Arcade and it's coming to the PC. Um, you can get the demo, and the demo that I also really like this. I um, really quickly, uh, uh, Counter Strike Go did this for the Xbox. They just instead of like giving you like a portion of the game for the demo, Counter Strike Go and State of Decay just gives you. Oh, so I guess I didn't play for two hours. I played for about an hour. They just give you an hour. Do whatever you can get as far as you can in the game, but you get an hour of gameplay. So they're not going to limit you to any one segment of the game, which I think is brilliant. Um, so you get you get a good feel for the game in it. It was I, I thought it was great. Um, and then my uh, uh, coup de gras. This is one of our one of our <laughs> listeners. To the coup de gras. One of our listeners. <laughs> well, because one of our listeners, Lance, has, has sent me uh, his copy of Tomb Raider, which I had been dying oh! to play. Yeah, I want to know if this is good or not. Oh my God, Tomb Raider! There is a certain like, if I have an erogenous zone for video games, Tomb Raider. <laughs> And it's not because Lara Croft is is gorgeous and and Camilla Luddington who does her voice is is a beautiful voice and the model that they picked for her face is gorgeous. Um, Tomb Raider tickles all of the like just video game things that like the collect <laughs> like the collectors there there's there's great collecting collection mechanics. The shooting is so satisfying. The bow and arrow is. One of the better weapon. I mean, for such a simple weapon, it's one of the most satisfying weapons I've used in a video game in a long time. The, it's it's a beautiful game. Um, the voice acting is great so far. It just satisfies all of those things that that I remember about video game when I was a kid that made video gaming so fun. And I never was into the Tomb Raider series. I never oh, really? really sat down oh, and played. I loved the Tomb Raider series. I played I the was... first like four of them. I was always a, a Nintendo and then an Xbox guy. I was never a PlayStation guy until the PlayStation 3. So I, I, I never really played... I think the first Tomb Raider game I played was Revelations or one of the ones on the 360. And it was good. And like I you know, had nothing against it. But like to me, the, the evolution of the Tomb Raider series was Uncharted. And, but my God, Tomb Raider is just... I don't even I like I a lot of people were bitching about like her going from like mm-hmm. a scared girl to like a s- serial killer like don't be an idiot it's a video game like it, it, they they ramped it up enough to like make it a transition and like it's 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 terrific it is absolutely yeah. terrific it looks brilliant and it is um the traversal's fun they're introducing um the the new like abilities you get quickly enough to not bore you but slowly enough to like 
give you the opportunity to sort of master them and not forget them. Because like games like I don't know, like like Devil May Cry, I feel like introduces a bunch of shit to you quickly, which is great. But then I I stick to like three different moves and do them over and over again. I feel like this is ramping you up at like an appropriately placed or appropriately paced rate, right. and I think it's terrific. I I love it. I it's it's I love it. I love it so far. I'm, I'm yeah. Probably that's probably that's probably the next game I'll pick up after I'm done with Arkham City. So. I'll, I'll report. I'll, I'll report back on that after I uh, yeah, actually start I, Arkham City. So, so I'll get uh, it after I finish Pong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Berserk. Uh, yeah. So we've been. So uh, how how long into this are we? Two hours. Four hours. Holy crap! All right. You know this we still have two things to do. An hour. Yeah. We can do them quickly, but Mike, we have not defended our tweets. No, we haven't. And Kyle did the research for us. I feel like we need to do them. Oh, we absolutely okay, well, have to do them. Through it because I got to get going, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Did I already send them to you, Dolan? No. Okay. Um, here they are. One second. I, <laughs> Fill time. Okay. <laughs> what's, your, what's, your other, what's your other thing first? While you're... What's the what? I was just what? thinking. I've I drank a lot of this during this <laughs> two hours. So. Yeah. It's a good I thing probably, my doctor didn't really tell me I could only drink one beer because I'd be dead. <laughs> While this is getting called up, Dolan, what's the other thing we have to do still? No, these are the two things. Your no, tweet and my tweet. That's it. And then we're done. Okay, shoot. This, this is the big finish. Cooperating right now. Hang you could probably on. just read it to me, too. That would probably be awesome. I know. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember what Kyle had given us. Hang on one second. By the way, the, uh, the Blackhawks won. Three, two. Good. So they're up three games to one. And the Spurs beat the Heat in the first game of the NBA Finals. Hooray! Oh, oh sorry, the Finals? I guess. <laughs> It'll still go on for another month. Yeah. So, um, I'm always kind of surprised when, when I realize basketball they don't play is actually still for being three, played. For three days? No, I don't, let's see, when would they play again? I don't think they play again until Sunday. Oh, good lord. So, so two, is, two days off. Well, yeah. Um, God damn it! Now this won't come up. Maybe we could do. Uh, hey, well, how about this? Let let we were going to record on Monday. Why don't we have yeah, just like a real, real quick? I got him! I got him! I got him! Okay. All right, we got him. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Okay. We're going to defend him real fast because <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to listen to this much no. of this. Kyle, I bet, well, I bet just for Kyle. Okay, you ready? All right, right. Yes, thank you to Kyle for sending me these posts. Okay, so Andy, you ready for your? Dis- yeah, I'm ready for mine. Okay. Um. New post. This is you obviously posted something. You can't spell most valuable without Valbuena plus the Scipio post. No way he's a long term answer at third. He might be at second. Are you serious? Who, me? I assume he's talking to you. He's not talking he's, to me. He's already, he's already the best, the best second, second baseman, baseman on the, on the roster. roster. He's better he's than better Darwin. Darwin. Darwin sucks. sucks. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't care, care what little. little why are you? Well, hold on, hold a, on second. a second. Why am why I getting, am I getting this, this crazy, crazy reverb? reverb? I know. I, know, I, just, I got just got it too. It too. It's my, it's my Darwin, Darwin Barney, Barney disgust voice. voice. <laughs> anyway, Bleacher anyway, Nation thinks, thinks Darwin, Darwin is, is above, above average, average, which is just fucking horseshit. So that's why. That's why he. Brett's a failed lawyer, right there. That's a bad argument. I think the echo's gone now. So that's all me right. defending my tweet. Yeah, that's a, you love Louis Valbuena. We all get it. Okay, my tweet that he sent to me 
was um, I sort I of. This is actually these are very related. Mine was I sort of get <laughs> I sort of get why people love Barney, and then I did the hashtag Cubs confessions. Um, I don't remember specifically what game this was in, but like it was one of those like Barney did something. Must gritty. been the one where he got his hit. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't have possibly watched. It. But it was one of those like one like, of those like like spotting just, Bigfoot. It was it was either like a smart play, it's well, like a good defensive play or something. I mean, it was one of those like Barney has valuable skills that he brings to the baseball field. He must have exhibited one of those, but it, yeah, he's not. I'll, here's what I think about Darwin. I think Darwin ought to be a shortstop. I think he can handle it defensively, and his bat would play much better at short than at second. And and. I don't know, I don't if, it know if it ought to be for, be for the, Cubs, the Cubs, but I think, but I he, think ought he ought to be a shortstop somewhere. Because I don't, think, I don't he think he can hit, hit enough to be a second baseman. Do you think he can hit enough to be a shortstop? Yes. It doesn't take much to hit enough to be a shortstop. Shortstops don't need to be able to hit. Well, not anymore. It's nice if they can. Remember how that door swung the other way, though? We're not that far removed from the era of offensive shortstops. But I think... 15 years. I think Darwin would be... years. No way. Well, when did... No, you're talking about the Jeter slash Nomar slash A-Rod era. That was 15 years ago. That was not 15 years ago. Slash... Slash... What's his name? The Oriole and the A? 19... 97 is what you're talking no, about. In two, as recently as 2005, it was a it was a shortstop. Which was almost 10 years ago. <laughs> well, that's not 15. That's that's <laughs> eight years ago, which is half of what you're saying. Plus, what's his name? The, the, he's still hanging on some. Uh, what the hell? Tejada. Tejada and. Well, yeah. Um, Johnny Peralta is not that far have... removed from being a good offensive shortstop. No, he's, he still and, is good. I'm just saying, like the. Five guys in the, out of thirty teams. So, I just think Darwin. Um, I think it's easier to find a second baseman who can hit than a shortstop, and I think Darwin would be an excellent defensive shortstop. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think yeah. that's where his value, his long-term value, is at short, not second. I think. Yeah, but they also but have just Junior Lake and Baez, and, and they got so many guys coming up to and Starlin and Starlin uh, to, to try Lake. and fill that no, position. No, Baez. Lakes. Baez got uh, pu- yeah. pushed up to AAA this week. Yeah. So no, I guess he's, he's at third by uh, by the end of the Lakes year. Lake's finally going to start playing at Iowa. Yeah. But he's going to play third in the outfield. Yeah. Because they need a third baseman. Look out, excuse me. Um, And then real quick, Kyle also Yeah, because they're going to move Louie to second. That's why they're going to need a third baseman. Right. That's why they drafted the big mongoloid today. <laughs> Kyle also really quickly Dolan wanted us to speak to the the two following hashtags, um, three following hashtags. <laughs> I know what uh, one of them is. Go ahead. Keep the approach going. Is That's that the what first it is? one. Keep the approach yeah. going is the first one. The, the ridiculous Dave Kaplan. Okay, hashtag. and then uh, there's a related hashtag to keep the approach going. All right, whatever. Uh, happened the approach. Team Team Cap. Was also oh, a hashtag. Oh God, that, that that was. I almost I almost unfollowed him because of that ridiculous if, team if, cap if, bullshit. If you guys if you guys want to see the worst type of Cub fan of all time, just 
search for the hashtag Team Cap. Yeah. It is an abomination. Because anybody who would beg to get followed by that is awful. Yep. They are they are doing it unironically. As you're reading that, just remember they are yeah. everything that's written there, unless it's Discipio.com or Higher Gymnasium, is unironic. Um, and then the third hashtag was say something nice about Al. <laughs> oh, I got, I got some angry tweets because the, what what I said about him I thought was nice. I said he doesn't sweat a lot for a fat guy, and some people did not think that was as funny as I did. <laughs> because do you know how many fat guys are following you though, Nolan? Yeah. Well, most uh, like eighty percent of your followers yeah. are fat guys. I know. Yeah. Right. Um, Why, well, Kyle? Just to address those really quickly, um, Team Cap was something I inadvertently stumbled upon when I was when I was tweeting "Keep the approach going" because there are there are legitimately people using "Keep the approach going" non ironically, and like so, Dolan. Like I feel like "Keep the approach going" is going to be one of our longest running inside <laughs> jokes between the two of us because I think I just tweeted something at you earlier this week about keeping the approach going um oh committed because we were talking about segments for the podcast or something and uh, i tweeted keep the approach going at dolan and then team cap is just i stumbled upon it because of keep the approach going and then say something nice about al i forget why that originally came up but um we were we were ripping it oh we were gonna rip we're gonna have al on the show or something i, I forget i can't wait I I forget what it was, and then we were we were mandated to say something nice. Well, just yeah. get the just go look up the hashtag, say something nice about Alan, and you'll find out everything about everything about um, about that. Um, you guys, speaking of Twitter, do you guys want to give Dolan? You want to give your handle right now in case anyone wants to, in case anyone is still listening and wants to follow. I really him. don't think yeah. anyone is. <laughs> That's all right. All right. Well, no, I think I think uh, yeah. Well, we'll do that at. We'll make a point of doing that at the top of the show. Can we not just do it, though, right now? Dolan, or you're at Decipio.com. Right. Yep, spell it all out, out. even even the dot. Spell out Decipio.com. I'm at HigherGymnasium.com. And Warren? War2D2. War2D2. The number two. War, the number two. Number two, D, the number two. And the letter D, the number two. Right. You know, they say you can't pick a nickname. That's a nickname I wound up with. So that's what I have. All right, well, with all that being said, <laughs> we are going, going, and we are going. Yes, I didn't dream that. I saw that, that. man.